This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome to Brigade. Welcome in to a Monday morning, Monday afternoon edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sheriff in the book. I'm Matt Perot, the Bostonian, and we are here following a derby day to remember. Not only does an 80 to 1 come in and win the damn thing, our boy cashed a big ticket. Dave, have you come down yet from the high? It's unbelievable. I mean, first and foremost, we had our guy on the show, you know, Alvarez. I nicknamed him Sean O the Golf Pro because the stuff got a rhyme. So I went and did all the shows with the hat. We had the magic of the hat, and we got, you know, Zach the Hat hatting in here all the time. It was unbelievable. No, I'm still, I mean, like, I came off of it Saturday night, and then yesterday was kind of like, just a day to re- relax and get away from it. And then doing the shows today and getting waiting to tell the brigade and everybody else. And you, I mean, I already told you the story, but like yeah. to tell the story again today, no, um, this is going to be a hard one to live up to like next year, like just in the preakness. I know you what's coming. No, don't even put it, that pressure on yourself. Just, I know there's no living up to this. This is just one of those unicorn hits and you take it and you tell the story and you just say, that was wonderful. So let's tell the story here. We had Alvarez on Friday. Yep. He told us about the three and the 10. Yep. Gave us the four horses to go with the victory for the exacta. And so I thought we were doing okay. You know, you go ahead and look at the track and you look at the race and look at the odds. And you know, we, we were getting a lot of heavy action on the bets on, on the horses that Alvarez said to take, but you did something to tweak the bet and took it from a $16 bet, which is what I made into a $180 bet, which ultimately proved out to be very smart on your part. How did you do it? Why did you do it? So Sean tells us Friday, while and while he's telling us, and, and and because I know Sean and we've talked so much about life and about different things, I could hear it in his voice, see it in his eyes. He puts in the work. He literally told us the three and the ten are going to come in second. He said it exactly, and he's like, "So we just got to beat the chalk." And I know what he means when he says it. So I'm like, "All right, I got to form. I'm going to bet exactly what he said." And then you know, Frankie calls and gives me his plays as well. And Frankie's been on the show. You guys remember Frankie, the Villanova yep. guy. SI gambling. A, yeah, he's a horse guy, SI gambling guy. So he gives me the plays. And the three and a ten keep coming up along with the 12. They're just the three, 10, 12, three, 10, 12. So I, I mix the plays, and then I go to the Santa Fe. I did a bunch of radio and, and uh TV hits on Saturday morning, and then I have an hour to an hour and 10 minute window to go to the book to put the bets in 
before I got to go to the softball field at College of Southern Nevada to watch Kylie's doubleheader. So I get ready to leave, and Jess says, you going to bet the Derby? I said, yeah. She goes, what are you betting? I said, so much stuff that I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> I said, I'm not, I'm not going to try to explain it. I'm just going to go bet it, and then I'll come back. So I go in, and it's quiet in the morning. It's great. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, so it's not busy yet. I mean, there's people in there, but it's not right. crazy yet. And I grab a sheet. This is the sheet from Station Casinos. This is the entry sheet right here. So yeah. it's got all the entries on it. Well, I take the back and I start writing. I write down everybody's bets. This is the thing. Holy and I start crap. writing it down. Yeah. So you, this is what a horse player does. So I, I got to write it because I want to go to the window and be the best customer that they have all day. Okay. I literally got it written down. Dollar exact the box. One, six, 10, 12, 15. Dollar exact the wheel. Six, 10 with one, six, eight, 10, 12, 15, 16. They're in order. They're written clearly. Boom. So we go, sit down, grab the pencil, start writing all this out. Come up with all these bets. Sit back down. I spent $200. 205 was my actual total. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm good. Like, that's enough. That's a nice investment in the race. We're good. So I go back in line to bet. Uh, I forget, like a $2 exacto box or something. And these couple find me. Now, they're from uh, Japan. They live here now. Barely speak English. But their brother asked them to bet the derby. And they said, where do you get the sheet? And I walked them up to the counter, just like I used to do when I worked in a book. Walk back to our spot in line. And they said, do you know how to bet this? And I said, yeah. I said, what's your question? We don't know how we don't know what we're doing. And I'm like, I'm having a deja vu moment right now. This used to happen every day, every derby in the book when I was working. Only I'm not working. <laughs> but you're in the book. <laughs> I'm in the book. And I'm like, they found me. How did they find me? So I explained to them the win place and show bed and all their options. I said, What how much money did your brother give you? A hundred dollars. Okay, what did he tell you to bet? Well, these four horses. Oh, he probably wants a win bet on each. Okay. Well, you could do an exact. I went, started talking, and their eyes glazed over. They had yep. no idea what I was saying. I'm like, $25 to win on each one of these horses. You guys are good. Three, 10, 12, three, 10, 12, 16 mm. is what her, her brother. And I'm like, man, okay. So everybody's betting the favorites again. I walk out to the car after I check all my tickets and say goodbye to this nice couple. I get to the car, check the tickets again. I didn't even turn the car on yet. I sit in it and I sit and look at my sheet and I go, you know what? I got to go back and do a try with all. I have to. And I don't know what told me to do it, but I sit there for a second. And you can all see the favorites. It. So let me just ask you, because were you suspect because everybody was betting the same thing? A little bit, but I've been around this so long, meaning had tickets where I have first, third, fourth, or second, third, something. You said it Thursday. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been around yep. it so long. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I know it's going to happen. I'm not going to have the winner. I'm going to have second and third, or I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to come so close to a big pop, but I'm not going to have the winner. 
So I have the money on me, and I'm like, because usually I put the all third. I oh. put, you know, three, six, 10, 12, 16, with three, six, 10, 12, 16, with all. The bomb comes in third. That's usually what happens. Oh. But I'm, you know, or that's the way people bet it. That's the way guys bet it, whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna put all at the top in case a bomb hits, and I would have come close. I might win this time, and it may be a losing proposition. I may spend one hundred eighty dollars on the ticket. I got the app up on my phone, horse racing calculator. I'm trying to figure out if I hit all with six horses underneath, and then six horses underneath because I can't miss it. Mm. Like I can't. I if I get the all button at the top, I I don't want to miss it. I don't want to have you know, not have like the 13 came in fourth, the 13, when it came in third, the dream's over. There's no, there's no ticket. So I'm like, all right, go back in, hit the all button and do it. So I go back. The bet is the bet is every horse to win. And then you're picking the second and the third. Correct. Okay. Exactly. So the ticket I did, cost $180. I did a 50 cent trifecta. It's 360 combinations. It's any horse to come in first. So you have that spot taken care of. You just have to hit second and third. Seems ridiculous, but it doesn't at the time. I just literally, I'm telling you, it felt like my dad touched me on the shoulder and said, go back in and spend the 180, please, because you don't (laughs) want to be the jack off that doesn't have it. I mean, literally, I can hear it in my voice, in, in my head. I'm like, all right, good. So I go back in. I go to the same kid, and I said, hey, his name's Ali, A-L-I. I don't know if it's Ali, Ali, whatever, but he worked at the – and, you know, the woman in front of me before when I went must have asked him 15 questions and took all the time in the world. And I got all the time in the world behind, so I'm not worried. But there's other people trying to bet the races that are going on, and they're getting oh, aggravated. So right. I'm like – He's going to be a couple minutes. Just go over in the other line. Like I'm helping him direct traffic. Right. When I get up there, I'm organized. I give him a fin just for taking my bets. I leave him a $5 bill, like have a good day. So I come back. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to do one more ticket. And he's like, well, do you want drink tickets? I'm like, no, I'm good. I said, let's do the try. 50 cents all with, and I call it out. Right. And I said, let's get this one home. I said, we just need a bomb on top. And he's like, hey, man, good luck. And he was so positive. And just, I left him another five. And I said, I'll, hopefully I'll see you later. And boom, out the door, rush home. You know, Jess, I walk in the door late. She's like, we're supposed to be leaving. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm changing. And then we'll go. I leave all the tickets at the house and go to the field. At the field the whole day. I mean. Did you watch the race? So. They're playing to get their position in the conference tournament, which is this week in uh, Southern Utah or Southern, no, um, Idaho. They're going up to Idaho. So I'm watching a game, you know, and I'm talking to my brothers and sisters off and on throughout the day because we're trying to see when our mom's going to be home. I can call her, all this stuff. The game goes on forever. The wind won't stop. I'm dying outside. I look at my clock. It's 3.30. I'm like, oh, the race is going to start. And I realized the race is not starting until a little bit later now. Right. It used to start at 3.20. Yeah, it six was Eastern. 6 o'clock. Right. It's 6 Eastern, yep. 
So the game ends at three. No, sorry. No, seven Eastern. Sorry. Seven Eastern. Excuse me. Seven Eastern. Four o'clock our time. It, it goes off. Yeah. Later. So mm-hmm. the game ends at three forty. So I know some of the kids and we're talking around. I'm, I'm like, wait, the race hasn't gone yet. I run up to the press box and I say to the uh, sports information director, uh, uh, who's become kind of a buddy of mine, Drew. Hey, Drew. Are you working right now? Are you doing post-game stuff? Or can we put the race on, the Kentucky Derby? He's like, no, let's put it on. So he puts it on his laptop, and I'm sitting in a press box at CSN, and the race starts. Right before the race starts, the 21 is loading. Yep. And he goes, there's a 21? Yep. And I'm like, yeah, the horse scratched, so there's a 21. I said, I don't think he has a chance in hell of winning. Come on now. You got you know me with my numbers. I said it literally out loud like that. I know, <laughs> but I don't ever remember a 21 even being on a ticket before. Nope, because it skips it. It's 19 to 21. Right. So so my ticket said 1-19, comma, 21. And I remember when I left with that ticket, I was like, man, that's wild. That never seen that 21 on a ticket before. That's pretty crazy. So I'm now watching the race. It starts. And... The three and the ten are right there the whole time. I mean, the three and the ten are just cranking. This looks perfect. It just if it comes 10 3, that's a little better payout. But like, yeah, let's let's go. They're last turn. Oh, we got this nailed. We we nailed this. I can't wait to text Alvarez. I'm gonna call him immediately. He's in the chat, by the way. Sean's in the chat. Oh, Sean was in the chat. Good. Yeah. So I, I I can't wait to call him. Like, I'm literally thinking as they come down the stretch. I'm the first person I'm calling is Alvarez to say thank you because I don't know. I'm going to go pick up a couple hundred. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking. And out of nowhere, this 21 shoots out like a bat out of hell, jumps in the inside. You don't even hear it on the call until the end. And I'm like, I banged my hand so hard on the on the desk that we were watching it on. I almost cut myself because I was like, <laughs> I think I have the try. And he goes, what are you talking about? You just said you didn't think the 21 had a chance. I'm like, no, I hit one ticket with the all button. He's like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, does it <laughs> matter who wins? I yes. have all of them. And he's like, you have the longest shot in the field? And I'm like, I do. I said, it has to be 310 underneath. It has to be. Or 12 or 16, whatever the other numbers I used. So I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to stay calm because I'm like thinking, this is going to be big money. If an 80 to one bomb wins in the Derby, Mm. like the try is going to pay a lot of money. Mm. So now I'm getting the text. Are you coming? We're getting ready to leave. I got, (laughs) Hey, by the way, (laughs) yeah, like, let's go. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm watching the race. So I, I, I go to leave the press box. I said, Drew, see you later. I said, "Do you did they put the payouts up yet?" And he goes, "No, but I think I heard him say that the dollar try pays fifty thousand. I said, fifty thousand. I have it for half. It's a fifty cent try. I got to go pick up twenty five dimes. Oh my god! I'm going to go pick up the money and go buy the kids a car. Immediately, what I said, I'm going to go buy the kids a car. No question. I'm taking the money. I'm going to get them a car and stop driving all this over the place. So I'm walking to the car." <laughs> I get out to the parking lot and the kids are there arguing about where to go to dinner. And they're like, daddy, where are we going to dinner? Cause we always go post softball game, post meal. We just go eat wings or pizza right? and let them vent. And I'm like, not going. They're like, Oh, okay. Well, 
And I was kind of serious, but I kind of wasn't. And they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, me and mama have to go home. I, I think uh, I think I hit the derby. And they're like, what? For real? And I'm like, yeah. Like, well, can't you just go after? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 I have now. to go now. And I'm like, Jess, we have to go home right now. So they said, all right, we'll take Kendall. We'll go eat with our friends. I'm like, perfect. I said, text us where you go. So we get in the van and I go, I think we're going to pick up 25000 She goes, what are you talking about? You have this? And I'm like, Drew said the payout's 50000 for a dollar. I did a 50-cent try for the first time in my life with the all button on top. I think we got it. And she's like, she don't believe anything I say. Right. Nothing. So she's like, come on. And she starts looking up the payouts. She's like, really? 50,000 you did it and you're gonna we're gonna get 25 for real and she looks it up and she says it says a dollar try pays 15 oh and i'm like oh he said 15 and thought because that used to happen in a book all the time five oh or one five yep so i i was like well jess it's still 7500 yeah she goes well are you sure you have it i said i'm like 99 percent sure I said, I'm 99% sure that the three to 10 to 12, yep. 16, I the 15, we're in every ticket I did. And first thing she says is, you did it for 50 cents and not a dollar. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? The ticket cost been, 180. Yeah, it would have been $360. $360. And then you'd have been pissed I spent yes. that much money on the, Five, on the 500, but it would have been a 500 buck bet. Investment, right. right on the day. You know? So, like, it's always good to look at it and say, oh, why didn't I do a bit more? But that's everyone says after an easy win comes in or a crazy win. Like, oh, I wish I bet more. Yeah, that's why it's betting, guys. I was excited if I, if I was going to pick up 7500 That's good. Like, I had $360 invested in a race or whatever. Right. So we're driving home. <laughs> I text my brother, Doug, and said, I think I hit the try. He can't believe it. He's like, what do you mean you think? I said, I can't remember specifically the tickets, but I said, I think I, I know I have all, but I think I have the 310 underneath. And he's just like, well, go home already. And I'm like, yeah. she's driving like Miss Daisy. Usually she drives like Mario Andretti. She's driving like Miss Daisy. I'm like, yes, seriously. Let's you go. go faster. She's <laughs> like, it doesn't matter when we get home. You know, the ticket's Fine. still good. And I'm right. like, oh, okay. So we get home. I fly the door open on because I'm in a passenger seat. She's parking the car. I run upstairs. I pull the tickets out and it's the bottom ticket because it's the last ticket I made. So I'm like, and I got them all right here. I mean, here they are. There's a one, two, three, four. I'm like scrolling down. I got all these tickets. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, this is all the tickets. It's all, all paper now. Yeah. I pulled the last one. And I start screaming. <laughs> I'm like, we got it. We got it. And she's like, what are you screaming about? I go downstairs. I said, look, I got the ticket. I said, we got it. I said, we got to go pick up the money. She goes, not right now. Oh. I'm like, come on. Why not? She goes, just let me put my head down for 15 minutes. Watch the Penguin game. So I turn on the Penguin game. It was 4-1 while I was driving. It was 4-4 when I got home. Yep. I'm like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> now you got to watch the whole thing. <laughs> so now i got to watch the third period because I'm like, I can't yep. miss this, whatever. I mean, right. 
And I don't want, she ain't going to want to sit in a book with me and watch the game. We just sat and watched softball for four hours and, you know, she's too much sun and all this other stuff. She, she falls asleep while watching a penguin game. Okay. And I'm like, I want to go to the casino and pick up the damn money. I want to go pick (laughs) up the money. So I'm waking her up when the penguins win. I'm excited. Like, all right, let's go. And the kids are out. So they're, they're taken care of. I'm like, let's go. She goes, can we go later? I said, no, either I'm going to the casino to pick up the money by myself or you're coming with me. And she's like, there's no chance in hell. I'm letting you go pick up the money by yourself because I might wander over to the blackjack table. (laughs) I might go decide to throw some craps because you got a little BR. You know what I'm doing. Oh yeah, sure. So we, we get in the van. And you know the van. We got to fill up the van before we go. That's almost seven grand. I did not realize how much it took to fill the van because she drives it all the time. Yeah. She said that the gas light came on while we were driving home. She's like, we got to get gas. So it cost a buck 18, $118 to fill up the yeah. van. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. She's like, you just won seventy five hundred. Fill up the gas. Okay, no problem. So now you know it's going to be one of those. Yep. We walk in, walk up to the counter. They got one window open in the whole joint. Wow. Everybody's on break, or you know, there's only one game left anyway. But the, all the horse people are gone because nobody cashed tickets after the race. Like nobody's yep. no need to stay. Everybody left holding tickets that didn't cash. I walk up and hand this guy his ticket. He goes, 50 cent try. You hit this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, put it in. So he's brand new. He don't know. what uh, he's, he, he's like 50 cent try. All right. Puts it in. And then it comes up. Ding, for ding, 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 ding. Oh, and he's like, you know, cause over a certain amount, I guess they right. got to get in. So it comes up and he hits enter and it says pay 74, 35, 35. $7,400, 35 cents, 30, 74, 35 and 35 cents. Yeah. And he's like, what? Uh, I got this scam calling me right now. It's uh-huh. my, my phone says scam likely. Tremendous. <laughs> Three times back to back. It's like, like somebody's, somebody's trying to get a hold of you. I'm trying to get a hold of me right now. <laughs> well, I'm telling a story about winning the money. I guess I'm going to get all these calls and shit. All oh, the yeah. Time now. So Ravel's tweet alone. Right, right, exactly. So, no, we cashed the ticket. He pays it out. Um, You know, you leave him a tip. It was great. He was very excited. And then I'm like, all right, now what do you want to do? So, Grandma and Papa bowl every night or every Saturday night at the Suncoast. Yep. And then they go downstairs and gamble after. So, I'm like, let's go surprise Grandma and give her some money to gamble with. And I said, that'll be her Mother's Day present. How about oh, that? Oh, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll go. And she's like, well, you got to give Pap-Pap gambling money, too. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we walk up. They're finishing bowling. You know, and they're 74 and 71 or whatever. But walk in. Hey, Deb, I just wanted you to know, you helped me with the hat. Oh. The flower in the hat. I said, it was good luck. We hit the try. Here's some gambling money for you for the night. Oh, David, thank you so much. You know, whatever. <laughs> right. So she's excited. 
So now the kids are like, where are you guys at? We're at the Ooh. side coast. Oh, we're coming. Oh, you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to bring all our friends. We're going to go cosmic bowling. Oh, huh. okay. Perfect. They show up. Uh, total of seven. I pay for the whole night for them to cosmic bowl. Nice. Get them shoes, get them whatever. Right. Me and Jessica go have dinner downstairs at a bar that you and I are going to go to. Where? At, at Suncoast. I go all the time. Something. I forget what it's called. It's up yeah. there in the front. The steakhouse. Nope. There's a new place, a bar. It was awesome. Oh, cool. We had, I had is, two is glasses. The sports bar or? Nope. Up not there the in front of the hotel. Okay. Not, not, not back by the. Theater. No, it's next okay. to the oyster bar. I can't okay, remember yeah, yeah, what yep. it's called. Yeah. But there was a guy playing acoustic guitar. Cool. We walked in, sat down. Obviously, I said, you know, we're getting whatever you want. Right. Yeah. But, you Top know, Let's go. she had like a salmon something. I had a couple appetizers, two glasses of wine. Ooh, Dave's feeling frisky. Oh, I was taking a shot. <laughs> I said, you know, see what happens. But yeah. um, we had a great dinner. Said goodnight to the kids when we left. Got in the car, went home, and went to sleep. I slept until 11 o'clock on Sunday. I didn't. Two glasses of wine. I came home, took my pills. See you. Out. Gone. <laughs> relaxed. Big fat envelope in my pocket. It was a great story. I got a story for life. Unbelievable. Rich strike. Bang. Under, under. Now, the race itself, what's really interesting about the race, and I'm curious, and, and if Alvarez is still here, I'd be curious to get his take on this, because the speed of the first quarter of that race tired out every horse. Oh, my goodness. So, so we're watching it, and the broadcaster goes, oh, my gosh, the start of this race. goes, that was extremely fast. And I'm like, that's going to play a problem for some of these horses because they've ran too quickly. And they come around the third into the final straightaway, the third and the fourth turn. And you see the horses were literally gassed. They were all gassed. And then here comes this little horse that's zipping through everyone, gets to the rail and bang, just <laughs> like a shot out of, out of a cannon is just, and I'm like, they're not seeing him. I'm watching with Madeline and her friend. And I'm saying to Maddie, they don't see that horse, Maddie. Because Maddie, they don't see that horse. They don't hear, they don't see that horse on the out on the inside. They think everything's on the outside. They th they're looking this way. They think someone's gonna clip them on from behind. They don't see what's coming on the inside. Whoa, right past it. And I'm like, what number was that? Right. I was like, who that? So I'm going through the tickets. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Because I had 19. I was like, was that 19? Like, who that? Where did that horse come from? 21. And I'm like, son of a. Because I didn't even know that horse was 21 was going off. I didn't even right. know. I had no idea it was because I would have bet it just for the hell of it with the, that's one of my numbers. But I was like, Rich Strike. I was like, that came from the 21st position. They're like, yeah. I was like, what the hell were the odds on that horse? And I'm scrolling through Twitter like, what? 80 to 1. 80 to one. So we go shopping. Madeline needs Crocs. So I'm taking her and her friend because she, she has like no clothes for summertime and the hot, the heat's coming. So we have to go buy her shorts and t-shirts and whatever. And she needs Crocs because she has Crocs are like her summer shoe all the time. Yep. So like we're at the outlets, the other outlets, not the one you go to, but the, the, the South outlets. Right. And I'm walking into you. You send me a text and you're like, I hit the try. 
And I'm like, what the hell did you make? And so I get a phone call and like this crock store, like there's like music blaring and you're like, I hit it. I hit it. I hit it. And I'm like, what do you mean you hit it? And Madeline's like, what? I go, Mr. Dave won the Derby. She's like, he did what? I'm like Mr. Dave won the Derby. It's just like, what did he win? I was like, I don't know. I was like, what did you win? You're like seven dives. Like, you won seven dives on the Derby. Yeah. Holy shit. This is amazing. So yeah. it was just, it was a, it was a fun moment for the three of us who were like, we're shopping and we're, we're all like, cause we just watched the Derby. And Madeline's like, did I win? I'm like, no, did you win? I'm like, no. I'm like, I had the second and the third horse though. We had oh. the three in the, I, I had the three and the 10. I had that right. Didn't have the, the first horse at the top. And you, you were like, I hit the all button. Like, what the hell is the all button? <laughs> it's like, you just hit the all, but you have the entire field in first place. It's like, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> it's literally a key on the machine. Like just you, says you, all. You, yeah. Like, because a lot of times you get horse betters will come up and they'll handicap a race. Give me a dollar. Try one, two, five, one, two, five with all. Okay. One, two, five with all with one, two, five. Like that's the, so they key three horses, but they just don't know one of the spots. So they want their horses to come in. It's, it's a common play, but it's a rarity. I think where it goes on top. Ah. I mean, I, I used to see it, but it's literally you need a, the long shot to win for it to really pay. Oh right? yeah. If, if it comes in, like chalky it's not good, chalky right? i lose it's a losing proposition okay. i spent 180 on the ticket i could get back 32 dollars. yeah okay you know makes sense so then i lose 150 but yeah, you, need, this, you need that hail mary to come I did in this when in the it does this last year and, oh, and right and i lost like okay. I, I won i won the ticket the ticket won but it lost money because it cost too much to do that you know, horse was available by the way in a in a in a it was put up for auction Two like six months ago for forty five thousand dollars. The story's incredible. Rich Strike is not supposed. Rich Strike. Everyone has said that if Rich Strike runs the Preakness, he's going to lose that race by like ten furlongs. He's going to get killed. Like this was a fluke happening. Like only in sports does something like this ever happen. Like this never, ever, ever. Without happens. a doubt, it's it's one of those stories that you just can't believe. I mean, like, did you see the overhead? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the best video of how he gets through the traffic and then it's, everyone slows down and he just goes right. Yeah. Through. They came around at last turn and literally like, it was like some of the horses hit the brakes. Yeah. Like they, they were just, just dead tired. I'm done. Like done. Messier, the six, uh -huh. I thought we're live with that. Yeah. It's going to come three, six, 10, three, 10, six. White Abario was, was right there for a was, while. That was Maddie's horse. So she was right. watching that horse and she was like, Oh my gosh. And then he yeah. just tanked and he was done. Yeah. <laughs> he ran out of gas. It was, yeah. It was like every horse had a weight all of a sudden be thrown on its back and it couldn't right. move. And it was like handicapped for this, for rich strike. It's a movie. I mean, it literally was like, I, I hope they make a movie of it in some sort because this horse was tossed out. Maybe it's a kid's movie, but this horse was thrown away. This house, this horse was a nothing. You need a horse to scratch to even make the field. And then it becomes the longest 80 to one, the longest shot ever to win the Derby. I had animal kingdom a few years ago. And that was, I was working in the book at the M and the guy came in and bet a dime to win on the 15. And then he goes and hit repeat. And I was like, and there's a repeat button okay. on the key on the, on the keyboard where you just repeat the same ticket that you had. And I'm not even going to lie. I almost hit repeat on that 50 cent try with the all on top just to have it twice. 
So, you know, you get paid. It's like having it bet for a dollar, but they like to do it for certain reasons. Some horse guys for tax purposes, they like oh. to bet underneath a certain number ah. or they just want it. They don't want to bet it all on one ticket. They're superstitious. So many things. So there's a repeat button. So I had Animal Kingdom and he paid 20 to one and I, I made like a thousand bucks. That was my biggest score up to this point. So you get the story is priceless. You get $7,400 and, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, it just, I don't know how like Sunday I wanted to make a bunch of bets and I was like, <laughs> I'm not making any bets. You can't. Like, I'm not, what am I going to bet right now? Right. That's going to live up to this. I'm going to bet the lightning to win right. the game today against the main. Well, I did, but yeah, yes, I, right. I, I, I get your point on that. All right. So let's talk about the weekend because it wasn't just that that was crazy. Oh. So did you see the cards for Canelo Bivol? <laughs> Only after you sent them to me. Yeah. The bet almost cashed. The draw. Om- the 18 to one draw yeah. was one round from hitting. Now, yes. Dimitri Bivol kicked the living shit out of Canelo Alvarez for 12 rounds. Be- but the cards didn't reflect that. No, the cards would never forget. They tried their damnedest to screw this guy. I told you, it. I did not think Canelo could lose a decision in Vegas. It would have to have been something like that, where it was 9-3. to three. I scored that fight 9-3. Most people who watched that fight scored that fight 9-3. to three. It was a beat-up, a beat-down, a domination, and the refs of the judges gave the 12th round to Bivol. And if they didn't, it was 6-6. And we were drawing in the plus 18, or the 18-1 to bet would have cashed on that. Wow. I was I was like, this is insane. Because 115-113, all three judges scored 115-113. I'm like, what did they just do? It's like, how in the hell did they score that fight 115-113? Like, I know we're corrupt here. But whoa, to have it be that obvious, to have it be that ridiculous where they're trying to give the fight to Canelo, any any of those rounds that were even a little bit questionable all went to to Canelo on the judges' scorecards, which is absolutely asinine and ridiculous in terms of what that fight actually happened and went down. So the four-to-one dog cashes there. As someone said, if anybody had a rich strike in Bivol parlay, I want to see that ticket because oh. <laughs> oh, that it's is over. If you have that. Oh, <laughs> that is a, I mean, an unbelievable lottery ticket hit if you hit wow. that. But Canelo now loses in Vegas for the first time in his career. It's his first loss since his loss to Floyd Mayweather way back a bunch of years ago here in Vegas. He is automatically going to exercise the rematch clause and now triple G three may never happen for Canelo and September. I'll ask you how big is Bivol Canelo two in September? Does this town get really jacked because Canelo lost and he has to go fight because again, the fight wasn't for a belt. The fight is for his legacy. So he lost, he beat Kovalev in this weight class, but then he was stripped of it. He didn't want to defend it. Now he's fighting for it again. And Bivol's got the belt. He lost the 175 belt again, him fighting. This is about his legacy because the belt stayed with Bivol. It didn't change hands. 
So I'm not, I mean, I know why they're going to do it, but I don't know how pumped up. Somebody said it's going to be the biggest boxing event ever in Vegas. No, it's not. I don't agree with that. Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be interesting. I agreed with it one. I agreed with it first. Someone on Twitter put it up and I said, I agree. And then I went and like looked at it and thought about it. And I was like, I don't know, because all of Mexico is coming here, Dave, in September. Like the, the, the country of Mexico is coming to Vegas for September for that fight. Like that is their, their, their claim to fame. The entire country's sporting world is Canelo. Right. And he lost a decision in Las Vegas. I don't know how big it'll be. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought about it long all overnight. I changed my opinion. I thought, you know what? In September, you're up against football. The Raiders are going to be good yeah. in the, at least to start. It's like, I don't know how big of a fight it's going to be. I was like, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a big global event, but I don't know how big it's going to be in Vegas. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's going to be a big fight, but the biggest fight, like, come on, it's not even close. Like the Floyd fights are huger. They're much bigger. Pacquiao were, Yep. That they'll never be bigger than that. Um, uh, yeah, it won't be bigger than that. There was so much money coming in. Now the books did result, so well. The books did so good. This oh, so good. <laughs> I know people were trying to correct me. They're like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like Paramutual protects the books so they win regardless. Yeah. Is that fair? Because it doesn't it yeah, it's the, just a commission easy- sales thing like okay because 80 to write a hundred thousand dollars in horses right you make 18 percent or whatever okay. so you 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 just want to write 10 million dollars a hand as much as you can yeah okay. and then if the book if the players win i mean it comes out of the pool that you okay. know is handled by the track so you know like i paid out a hundred and eighty five thousand dollar pick three or pick six once before wow it's super effective we paid, paid out. it out but then got reimbursed the Superfecta you know? paid three hundred twenty-one thousand. Yeah, one dollar, which was mentioned to me one time by Jessica. <laughs> I said, "I don't want to talk about that." One dollar Superfecta was three hundred eighty thousand dollars. Well, that's why because they pump it up to a dollar. Usually, you can do ten cent Superfectas denominations. Oh. So I had the ticket worked out that if I would have had a ten cent Super availability, right, would have been a hundred and two dollars. I was going to do all and key the rest of those horses down. Uh-huh. It would cost $102. It would have won $38,000. You know, Bummer. 300 to $32,000. 321000 was the, yeah, so one decimal point over. But it's a big upset. I mean, uh, you know, and uh, again, the draw was almost was live. I got to rewatch the fight. I mean, I haven't seen the fight yet. I've only seen the clips. Bibble did exactly what I said he was going to do. A better boxer, bigger man, can take any power that Canelo gives him, and he's able to keep himself away from big shots. So does he win a rematch? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. On the cards, it's as I said, my favorite bet of the entire night was over 10 and a half rounds. It was just really expensive. It was minus 290 to bet it. But that was the bet. It'll be the bet again. I mean, the fight's gonna go the distance. Neither man's gonna stop the other man. But Bibble just fought. He threw 90 jabs. He land, or sorry, he landed 90 jabs against Canelo in the fight. He just stood behind old school boxing, you know, right there on the chin. 
lead lead hand and just peppered him. Boom, 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 boom. And, and he then, didn't stop it. He didn't. Nope. He Can, wow. Canelo had to, Canelo tried moving. He tried. Canelo got very frustrated. He kept on because Canelo's whole thing is his body shots. His whole thing is trying to get you to drop your hands, and he comes over the top. Bivol didn't care. Bivol just blocked it really smoothly, was able to see it coming, block it, put his hand back up. He knew the game plan. He knew, and because he's a bigger man, he can get back in time to use his size to protect himself and never get a clean, never let Canelo have a clean shot on him. Never let him get hit hard. I mean, all every hard, clean shot was Bivol on Canelo. It was amazing to watch. And wow. people, somebody sent me a DM saying, Canelo took a dive. I'm like, I, he did not take he a dive. I, dive. I, I, I told you before Crazy. the fight. I mean, we, if you, if you've watched Bivol fight before, I talked to people here, one of my old boxing coaches, I was pissed off because he said it to me, Bivol wins. And I'm like, Bivol can't win a decision in Vegas. He's like, Bivol's going to win the fight. I'm like, yeah, I know Bivol can win the fight. I understand that. I'm not betting it. He can't win a decision here in Vegas. And they almost stole it from him, but it had to be a nine, three complete and total domination for them to even say, fine, even we can't give this to Bivol because it will be the biggest controversy there'll be investigations into it like literally if those judges right. had given the fight to canelo there would have been a full-blown investigation by the nevada gaming control board to find out did somebody fix the fight Whew. it was that lopsided and so they're like damn it fine 115 113 here you go <laughs> give it the, the only score you know it's a 2-1 baseball game score for those of you who don't know boxing scores that's a 2-1 baseball game this was 10-2 this is a blowout Bill wow. killed him Bivol killed him. It was not even a question. From the sixth round on, it was all Bivol. First three rounds, maybe Canelo, maybe three one through the first four rounds. After that, forget it. Not even a get out of here. Complete total wow. control for Bivol. Can't even make a case for Canelo from the sixth round on to win any of those rounds. I mean, they'll they'll have the fight to sell now. Yes. I mean, you know, the second fight should be bigger than the first, obviously. 100%. It always is. That's right. This is. Um. What do you think the line is? Is it going to be adjusted down, or is it going to be close to the same? Three dollars, Canelo. Wow, from four ninety. Three dollars. I'd say three dollars because you have to give Bivol some. You you you've seen it, so you know that it's close. But you also know what the judges are going to do. So, if it's close, Canelo wins, and then they'll do a third fight. Even more. I would bet Canelo to win the second fight. Then I bet Canelo by decision to win the first fight. Canelo by decision to win the second fight. Even more, of, even a better bet now because now you get the trilogy because Triple G's out. So that fight, Triple G is getting too old. So that fight is, wow. they had to have that fight in September for that fight to really make any sense. Triple G is getting into his 40s. Like th that needed to be for Golovkin to fight Canelo again. September was when they were supposed to do it. Canelo, after the fight, quickly says we're exercising. Eddie Hearn said we're exercising our right. I mean, for DAZN, it's a huge deal to get that trilogy because they've got Canelo and they're trying to recoup some of the money. That's why people are saying Canelo took a dive. I don't agree with it. I don't believe it. But people are saying that DAZN needs, they need eyeballs. They don't have anybody besides Canelo. They've lost money on most of the contracts they have sold. Most of the contract with fighters they've they've signed, have they've lost money on. So the Canelo Bivol fight two. How many? I mean, remember, DAZN's whole idea was we're going to give you Canelo fights for twenty bucks a month. Well, that's changed now. They're copying the UFC. So now what they're saying is you pay us ten bucks a month and then sixty bucks to watch Canelo. 
Right. <laughs> so they've changed. That's the UFC model where you you pay for ESPN plus you pay six bucks a month for that and $75 for the UFC pay-per-view events, which right. is complete. Both, both business plans are bullshit, but fine. Yeah. People, people pay it and they make their money on it. But so DAZN is trying hard to recoup the 400 million they paid Camel- Canelo, something mm. along those lines. So yeah, maybe they'll get a bunch of subscriptions from you know, people coming in and buy the pay-per-view for Canelo too. I think Canelo wins too, and then Bivol will exercise his claws, and we'll see a third fight between these two, and we'll see who winds up winning the third fight. But I heavily expect Canelo to win the second fight, especially on the cards. I'll be interested to see what the line is. Yeah. It'll be up soon. I mean, once we set the date. Once they set the date. The line will come up, and the line will be – so do you, do you think if it goes from four ninety, he loses his three dollars asking for trouble because the bad guys come in? I on think Canelo? it's higher. Okay, I think got, it's higher. You got to protect yourself from the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, it's close. Does he go to... up at four ninety? Does does he go off as a six dollar favorite? No, no, I think it's four dollars to start though. Okay, somewhere in that neighborhood. It's a, it's a, it's an adjustment down, but not that much. Okay, they're gonna come in heavy on Canelo. That money's going to come in roaring on Canelo. Public will bet Bevel. Bad guys will bet Canelo. Big. Maybe maybe we'll open it five dollars and see what they do with it in, in September. Yeah, they'll come in. The, yeah, I, yeah the, that'll be. I I would very much bet Canelo too. I would. That's one of those things where like you talk about coming out of retirement. That's one of those things where I might go. Yeah. Okay. Canelo's willing win, win in the second. I I may put a four figure bet down on it because right. I feel pretty like. It's a lot of people with their money tied to Canelo. He loses both fights to Bivol, and all of that shine is gone. Like, yeah, all of that shine is gone from Canelo. He'll have three losses, mm. two, two to Bivol. He shouldn't be fighting at this weight class anyway, but he doesn't want to cut weight anymore after what happened with the tainted meat. So the mm. whole scandal and drugs and everything else he's accused of doing. So it, it, it definitely <laughs> Mexico doesn't have much behind Canelo from a boxing standpoint they got some young kids coming up but they don't have right they don't have another they don't have another canelo waiting in the wings this guy is a franchise he's taylor swift of mexican boxing and if he can't he can't deliver it's a lot of people who Did are you just say the taylor swift of mexican boxing that's what he is he's a franchise in his own he is not a businessman he's a business man that would be jay-z correct not taylor swift but that's what he is that's he's a corporation not an athlete okay he's got so much wrapped around him so many brands hennessy and all these different band brands oh, yeah. all wrapped up in canelo business and if he's not winning fights and the mexican fight fan start, starts to go eh, maybe he's not that good whole claim <laughs> to fame was he lost to one fighter his name was floyd mayweather and right. nobody Everybody else except the greatest of all time just lost to a Russian named Dmitry Bivol, who no one knew who the hell he was <laughs> about six weeks ago. Right. I told you, though, that fight, he was in trouble. Like, yeah. Danger yeah. fight for Canelo. That was, it's, this dude is legit. Like, he is, Bivol is no joke. He is a boxer. He's not a puncher. He's a boxer. And in this right. sport, it's not like UFC. We've got a bunch of different ways to beat somebody. One guy's a submission artist. One guy's a kicker. One guy's a puncher. Do one thing in boxing. And if you're really good at the skill and the art, the tacti- the, the, the tactician of being a boxer, Bivol's better than Canelo. That doesn't change in the second fight. Woo! So, all right, let's get some NBA going. 
Yep. So your Philadelphia 76ers are right back in it. But today, before we came on the air, your ticket for Embiid MVP into the tank. Done. Into the CLVK. Yeah. What do you make of Jokic, of Jokic winning the MVP? Philly fans are pissed. I mean, they they should be pissed, but I mean, the argument's there. You know, he can win it, but I mean, they're winning now. Like the Sixers are still playing. It's okay. Like, you know, yeah, it doesn't cash the ticket if you have it, you know, 40 to 1, 30 to 1, and all the way down. There was a lot of good numbers available on, on Embiid to win the MVP. So that stinks. But I mean, the prize is is still playing in the playoffs. Right. So you win there. Do they I win? Mean, the what series? do you expect, Philly people? You are you surprised they're upset? They have no. a right to be upset. Yeah, I wouldn't have voted for Jokic. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. I would have. I mean, I'm not going as far as some people saying that the geeks and the nerds and the stat fools are the reason they're killing basketball and blah blah blah. I'm not spouting that type of nonsense, but well, the game's changing. I mean, the game's changing. The way to shoot the threes now, and just they're good with just uh, right. It, but you mean the game's changing to make Jokic? more valuable i mean it's weird because we have two big guys who are up for the mvp in an era of shooting like we've never seen before right so it's you know they're not back to the basket guys but they are inside out players I don't know if anybody's ruining it. The game's changing is what I is it was what yeah. I keep watching right. and stressing and every game is changing. Know. It's all about offense. Everything's offense, offense, offense. Football, basketball, baseball, lack thereof, but hockey. All of it. Tampa Bay yesterday was up like it was three nothing in 30 seconds. It felt like it was like bang, bang, bang. Goal. I was like, okay, tick cash my ticket. I'm good. <laughs> okay, that was easy. <laughs> I was like, thank it's, you. It's crazy. Like, I mean, it, I, I just did another show before this one, and it was like, games are all changing. That's mm. that's now that you said that. I mean, obviously, we've been talking about baseball right. changing and everything. And you see it in the basketball, and they just keep chucking threes. We're, we're making them, we're missing them. We're, that's our game now. Three's more than two. Okay. Um, Baseball's all home runs, basketball, yeah. three pointers, football's all about deep touchdowns and throws and passing yeah. game. And hockey right now is about power play goals. And the referees are giving them to them. (laughs) Right? Like there's somebody said something like. No, they said call everything. Just call everything. That's it. The referees just skate around with his hand up like every two seconds. Okay, pound on you and pound on you and pound on you. And it's, yeah, it's, if you have a a potent power play, you're, you're in love with what's coming. I used to really like betting unders in hockey. I Uh -uh. don't anymore. I hit the I hit the over yesterday in the Minnesota game, uh, empty net goal for the Blues, and then they scored a power play goal with the goalie back. They put they put Flurry back in, four to two, minute and a half to go, cross checking cross checking penalty. (laughs) I get a power play goal, not open net goal, an actual legit power play goal to get the five two to get the over. That was. Uh, th- that was my my miracle hit over the weekend. I was like, "Holy! I hit that! Like that was nuts. Oh. That game should not have gone over. It should have been under." But Flurry gave up a fifth goal. Yeah, after he the fourth goal, was goalies early. But, yeah, but the fourth goal was pulled. The fifth goal, he was in net. Right, <laughs> he was yeah. there. He just yeah. missed the puck. Yeah, supposed to not even 
right, get an opportunity and they take a penalty and you get a power play and they get a goal. Face off, they couldn't clear it. Yeah. Right in front and then bang. And it was even strength. It was an even strength goal. It wasn't like they had an advantage. It was absolutely crazy. Oh, All right. Are the Suns in trouble, Dave? Mavericks look really good. They're not in trouble. You don't think they're in trouble? It's 2 2. You know that expression? Yeah. To the start. Yep. 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 So road team wins a game. Yeah. Road team may not win a game in this series. We're going seven. Wow. Yeah. I think the Suns are going to get pushed to a seven game series though with Luca. Um, well, I mean, we talked about it before. I thought Dallas was live before the series. And yep. then as the series started, I was like, geez, what are they doing? But man, there was some real electricity in that building yesterday. In the they, stands. You see you see the Chris Paul thing? That oh, is, I did see that. What the hell happened there? Punk 18-year-old kid put his hands on Chris Paul's mom. With, with his mother there, with his parent there, he put his hands on Chris Paul's parent, Chris Paul's mom. What's wrong with people? Don't know, but she did not appreciate it and... Chris Paul. I mean, like I couldn't imagine being like an 18 year old kid. This kid's got floppy hair and an earring. He's sitting nearly courtside with his parents, puts his hand on Chris Paul's mom. And Chris Paul looks him straight in the eye and says, I'll see you later. <laughs> like, how does that make you feel <laughs> like not, not what you want? No, not what you want. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think the sons are in trouble, but, Dallas can win. Dallas could win in six. I mean, if they win game five, they just have to hold court at home. It could be over. Dallas could lose game five and lose game six. I think it's, you know, you see the series price. It's back to the original series price or even right. a little bit less now right. on on the Suns. So, I mean, books, some books may think, yes, they are in trouble. But, again, line six for game five. So, what do you what do you do with that? I mean, first thought, what do you do with that? Lay it or take it. You take it. Lay it. Oh, good. Because that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I lay it. I mean, that's over in the Suns, Mavericks in the under, game six. What I want to see is what they put the lineup for game six. The wagon that is the Mount the Dallas Mavericks at home has been so bleeping good for me. They hit 23s yesterday, Dave, and it still went under. I don't know how that happened. They hit 23s. They literally the don't score under. otherwise. Like, the game 23s and the game still went under three. So, like, uh, those are games you're like, thank you very much. Right. Uh, all right. Celtics tonight. Game four. Mm-hmm. A lot of arguments about what happened at the end of game three, whether or not the referees blew it. The two minute thing that came out from the referees, the NBA's report was not pretty. According to the NBA, there were seven missed calls. I believe it was at the end of that game between the Mavericks. I'm sorry. The the bucks and the Celtics two point win push on the two. I took the plus two, but the under comes in again. We'll have that as part of better to book it, but can Boston win this game tonight? Plus one. Hell yeah. They can win this game. Will they win this game tonight? I think so. I do. Yeah, I, lean, I think I they win that. tonight. I think this thing's going seven. <sighs> game seven no? in Boston. We haven't had a game seven Celtics series in a couple of years. So 
I don't know. I, 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 I wish I hope it doesn't. I hope Boston wins tonight. I hope they win game five and then they win the series in six because <laughs> I just get very nervous about game seven situations with players like Giannis. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't like you when be the, nervous about game four. I am. But what I mean is in a game seven situation, you have, when you're the best player on the floor and they do, and he's an all time, great he's a hall of fame player with a ring on his finger. Real hard to get out. <laughs> he's real hard to clean out in a game seven. So I'm, I'm very nervous about a game seven. If we go there, so got to win tonight. They lose tonight. It's three, one. They're done in my mind. Three, one and done. If they lose tonight, they're done. Yeah. So you want them to win three in a row, win the road game in game six to decide a series. But you Would don't think it. they can win three in a row with two games at home and win the series. No, the, no, yeah. Straight three games yeah. in a row. Because if they if yeah, they now well, you say it. you want them to win three yeah. games in a row so they don't have to play game seven. Yeah. You're good with that. Yeah. With two of the games on the road. They're better road teams. They're, they're a better road team than at home. And having to win three games at home or three games in a row. With two of them at home, five and seven. Yeah. Rather AT, ATS wise, I mean, the numbers are going to be one or two. It's Boston is a better road team than a home team. Yes. So oh, I think they win tonight. I hope you're right. I do. I lean that way too. The Boston will win. I'm, I'm waiting to see. If they give me plus two, I'll be back on it. I, I bet plus two in game three. I'll bet the same thing. Plus two. It's one right now. Stephen so. A. Smith just said he likes Boston tonight. Well, that's fine. That's where. That's sometimes the kiss of death, but that's fine. <laughs> so John Morant is out tonight. That stinks. Controversial play, but Dylan Brooks is back. They were, Dave, arguably a better basketball team. Memphis was 20 and five straight up. You said this. Without John Morant. You have said this, sir. What do you make of this? Is Memphis the play? Not money line. This is part of better to book it, so I'll hold my opinion on it. But I'm curious as to what you think this Memphis game. Ten and a half is obscene in my mind. It's too much. They lost by 30 in game three. You're saying you like Golden State? Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll figure it out. Better to book right. it. No, we'll figure it out and better Excuse to book me. it. Sorry. But, well, during better to book I, it, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give, I'll give right. you my, my breakdown. And I like it. I like um I like the points right now pregame. Okay. Not playing 10 and a half. They were first two games were awesome. They were back and forth games. I mean, Jaw was playing, yes, but they're a lot closer than would indicate in game three. Yeah. And the line has already moved three and a half points to ten and a half. Yeah. Like it was Up. seven. Yeah. Well, because Jaw once Jaw got ruled out. It... Yeah. Okay. I mean I understand the move, but that's an over move to me. I mean, it's too it's too much, meaning it's been over moved, not an overplay. Right. Although that's come down. Yeah. And I would probably play dog in the over under for the well. game is what I is what I lean. Do you? Okay. But I'll all tell right. you I'll tell you more about it coming up okay. in, in better to book it on that. Fair. Uh all right. So the lightning in Toronto, we mentioned it. It was three nothing, game was over, seven two final. Yep. This Series is weird. Every game's been a blowout. Yes. Who wins this series? Tampa. I hope you're right. I think Tampa does. 
I just think it's going to come down. Did to you the see that end. first that first goal by Stamkos in the first two minutes of the game? Yes. What a it, rocket! It was just like, "F you, we're not losing this game, assholes." Like it was just like, "Ding!" Like we lost game three. Now you're fucked. Bang goal. Bang goal. Bang goal. Campbell, what are you going to do about it? You can't do shit. It, I could. It was. It was like when this team wants to flex its muscles. I don't know why it's in two of these games, they've just sat back and let Toronto and Austin Matthews do whatever the hell that they want. But when they throw the switch, it's, it's game over. Have you seen what it's the numbers are when a team scores first right now in the postseason? It's unbelievable. I believe it's everybody. Every game has one except three. I believe the number. Exactly. I think it's, I think it's, I'll have to go back because I, I tweeted it Saturday before the games. It was 18 games, 16 and two before Saturday. So I'd have to go back and look at Saturdays and Sundays. Games. There's one. But I think it's like, it's ridiculous. I think there's what there was one each day. I yeah. think where it didn't happen. You essentially, if it's, if it's one, nothing, you can go bet that team on the money line and feel pretty good about cashing. It's going to be expensive, but you feel pretty good about cashing in the bet. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, it's the goalie for me. I mean, you mm. want to talk about a good betting trend. Mm. The Lightning after a loss, Vasilevsky after a loss. 16 and 0 in the postseason. I mean, what, what, where do you want? Like, we try to give you a good just stuff. Auto fire. Like, just an auto fire. That's, that's just, yeah. Let's just play it. Every yep. time Tampa loses, just play it. Yep. Um, I don't know if they lose another game, though, in this series because they ain't losing game six at home. No. That would be a gigantic upset. If Toronto, but Toronto losing in six would be so incredibly poetic. Just if it was game five at home, it'd be poetic just because of the reaction from the Toronto people after game one. Well, what about they thought they worse. won the cup? They, 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 they were taking victory laps. If they lose or no, if they win game five, right? Lose game six or even worse. Lose game five at home. They're down 3-2. Now everything is against it. All Toronto comes blah, 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 blah. They win game six to keep the series alive at Tampa and then go home and lose game seven. That'll be the one that'll get the the Maple Leaf fans the actual knife. knife. Yeah, that one will that one will leave a serious mark for a number of years, but that's the way it's All probably right. going to go down. So just quickly back to basketball off the chat. So our boy yep. SoCal Gen. Yep. Quick stat on Memphis Golden State: teams off of a loss of twenty or more are one in eleven as dogs in the next game. Ooh. ATS. This Damn, would, son. This would suggest taking the Warriors at minus ten. But Tafarino says Memphis is the best first quarter team in the NBA. True. Average 31 in the regular season. True. Just under 30 in the postseason. But the books have been putting the first quarter total at 30-31 every game. So they've actually been overpricing Memphis in the first quarter because the books knew what the public was going to do, which is bet the trend. And then it actually protected them. It's protected the books because it hasn't hit nearly as much as it probably should have. So, all right. The Boston Bruins have tied this series, and I have absolutely no idea how they did it. They were D-O-A. Were they? Yeah, and to me, they were. 27-4 to going into game three. 
win game two, five, two mm. win game four yesterday. Mm. And do it without Charlie McAvoy, who was out with COVID right before the game. I mean, this series is wild. I have absolutely no idea who wins this series. It just goes to show you how close so many of these series are. Yeah. Like, and how big the home ice is, the last change, the goalie change. Yeah. I mean, Boston put Swayman. the other guy in. Yeah. Yep. So he's two and oh, two big goalie hugs, which is, I, Carl and I are, I think we talk about it every time we see it. It's like, the, it's like, it's, it's my favorite thing in sports right now. It's the Bruins so goalie, goalie hug is my favorite thing in sports when they win. It's just, it's, it looks like two big teddy bears yep. hugging each other. Yep. It's, uh, it's absolutely freaking hysterical when Ulmer and, 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 and Swayman hug. I freaking love it. It's, it's, it's so much fun. And they, and these things happen like throughout the season. I used to, when I would go to the Penguin games, I would watch like the little ways they tapped each other's sticks on the way in right. the locker room after warmups or on the way out right. or when certain things, you know, they, they celebrated. Superstition is a part, has been a part of my life since I was five years old when I started playing hockey. I totally get it. You do the same things all the time. And now I coach the kids. They have their own little quirks that I smile and laugh about. But when we go on a little run with the kids, I write the lineup at the same time. I put it at the same place. I do the same things. The kids know. So Bruins found life. Bruins had life. This is this is a great series. This is do you think Boston can win the series? Yes. It's amazing, isn't it? You didn't think at two days, three days ago, four but days I also, ago. But I also think the Hurricanes go in the series. I have no idea. I'm, I've literally no idea. I, I, I haven't bet these games. I'm just, I'm just watching them as a fan. Going, I have no idea what to bet. I have no idea to bet over, bet under. Nope, don't know. Oh. Clueless. Do I know what side? Nope. Clueless. I expected them to lose game three. They won game three. I was like, all right, they'll lose game four. One game four. I expect them to lose game five. I won't bet it, but I expect them to lose game five. And then game six, we'll come home and see what happens. But I mean, if I'm Carolina, right now, has Carolina minus 120. It's a coin flip, basically. They don't know either. Yeah, they don't know either. They're, they're, they're shaded. It's, it's just, we don't know what's going to happen in this series. It's really one of the more insane series. Really fun, actually. And, you know, does Boston carry momentum from games three and four into game five, or does the home ice and last change mean the world to the Carolina hurricanes and they come out and blow the doors off Boston again? I don't know. I mean, Boston was able to cover up because of power play goals and good goaltending in game three and game four, they capitalized Bergeron and company, but somebody made a really good point about um, you could bet on the top line for the Bruins, all three guys to score and pretty much feel confident that you're going to get at least one and maybe two of them to score every game. Because mm. there's no one, there's nobody else for Boston scoring in this series. Nope. No one. They have their second, third line. Forget it. They're not scoring. It's all Even the top Marcia line. got the empty netter. Yep. Like usually you try to get somebody else down there. The yep. empty netter. It's nope. all the first line. Every first line for the Bruins are all scoring all the offense. And that's why at home, the Bruins are able to get those guys into a favorable matchup because they have last change. Right. On the road, they don't. Right. So that's so, 
I can For talk you guys that aren't more. hockey guys. That means, you know, the referee allows you to do a line change and then the visitor has to go first and the home team can then change the line based on what the visitor has. So that's why home ice advantage. I think it used to be even more important. Like you see them road teams win games now, right? but um, when you can set the matchups, so being at home in, in hockey, that's a, that's the major thing. And the other major thing is you get to put your stick down second in oh, right, yeah. face-offs. So the center, the home team center can kind of position himself. It is a slight advantage. I mean, it's a bigger advantage for the guys who go to face-offs. But setting the, the line matchups yep. for the coach, gigantic. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, for, for Bruce Cassidy, he looked like a competent coach in game three and four. <laughs> like he did. In, in games one and two, he was absolutely clueless what the hell to do. He couldn't generate any offense whatsoever. And don't tell me it was Omar's fault. It wasn't. It, I mean, he Omar played poorly, but he wasn't the reason why they lost both games in Carolina. True. But the, but the Bruins come home, and all of a sudden, it's Bergeron again. It's Marchand again. And it's like, okay, there's the offense. Okay, there's the Bruins team that we saw all year long. And that's why I don't, I mean, again, I I could see them win game six, but if they lose game five, can they win game seven? I I don't know. On the road at Carolina? Yeah. I'd give them, I'd make them pretty big dogs to win game seven on the road. Well, this series price is telling you what the price will be. It'll be minus 120 to minus 130. So here's a question. Yeah. Bruins lose game five. Mm-hmm. We bet in game six. We're doing the same thing. Bruins win the series. Come back and bet game seven and have a no sweat game seven. Uh, yeah, because you'll be able to lay a lot less than you'll be able to take. Yes, you could do that for sure. Yeah, that's how I'll, that's probably the yeah. how, I'll, how I'll get involved. I do think Boston can win game six. They win game five. I think they win the series, but I don't think they win game five. I'm make sure you lay... 120 right now for game five yeah why i think it's going up right so my point is so you think you bet game five you bet game six the bruins to win the series and then game seven you bet the hurricanes that lock in profit yeah. that locks in profit don't you lose if the bruins win game five then they win game six they win the series but Correct. then you're not but you're not making that series, bet. series but yeah so why would you bet game five? I mean, if you think Carolina's going to win, you got to let the lots up to 140. Makes sense. Wow. Early money's already on Carolina. Yeah. How could you How could you not bet Carolina in game five? Like they, it's, as a, a good bet to bet Carolina in game five. In fact, betting Carolina on the puck line in game five is a good bet. So I just got off the show with Kevin Rogers from Vegas Insider. There's been one one goal game. Yes. In the NHL playoffs. Yes. One. Yes. 19, I think it's 19 games, 18 puck line wins. It was one nothing to Dallas. Calgary, Calgary, Calgary. Dallas. Yep. The puck line used to be the biggest sucker bet <laughs> forever. Because the pluses were so high, you'd be like, Oh, I can't pass that up. And people would do it, and the game would finish 3-2 or 4-3, sometimes 5-4, and occasionally 2-1. I 
I, there's only one game that finished one goal. You should be playing the puck line at least a half a unit if you're playing hockey because that, I mean, that is really surprising. I yeah, used split to it in half, split money, take money line and then, and then, then lay the puck line. Yeah, I used Especially to the take plus money. Because they're giving you plus money a lot of times. Plus money I, five. You're getting a lot of plus money. So, Sometimes gigantic plus money. Yeah. So, so yes, you should definitely be doing that right now anyway. All right. I know this might sting you a bit, but are we zigzagging begging, betting tonight and taking the Rangers and the Capitals? Yeah. Yes. Rangers, Rangers to zigzag and beat the Pens? Yeah. No, e- you got to take series? for the other game, you got to take Florida. Capitals are up two games to one. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah. wow. So flip it. So Florida. Oh, I would definitely bet yeah. Florida. Okay. I'm definitely betting Florida. I didn't know that. Wait a minute. Why did I think that was the other way around? Okay. Yeah. It's 2 1 caps. Florida is absolutely a must play then. See, that's the one I'm more worried about. I mean, the Capitals believe yeah, they, they are taking six, it one. to Yeah. They're taking wow. it to them. Like, this is no. This is no accident. Yeah, four two five one six one. So, under under over. Six and a half, right back at it. That's tough. Because these are these games. These games aren't aren't high scoring. It's they're all blowouts. Well, that's, that's the, the other thing too. That's the problem. Forget about forget about the the, the puck line for a second. The totals. This used to be a like a paradise for me. With oh yeah. Plus one and a halves and taking others and stuff and usually got numbers that were better than anticipated. Like it worked for me in the Dallas Calgary series, but the rest right. of the series has been dead wrong as far as the total. Dead wrong. Um, the Penguins and Rangers have gone over every game, three games, all overs. Like that's the game that you thought, oh, that's supposed to be tight. No, I mean and Deming being in there thought that was bad. That's been good. They're winning two games to one. Um. But I think the Rangers win tonight. I don't want, I mean, I just, I want the Penguins to win, but no way I'm betting the Penguins tonight. I think Igor got pulled last game. Shesterkin got pulled last game. He plays his best game of the, of the playoffs tonight. It's going to take the, it's going to take the Rangers losing 2 1 tonight, or he wins and doesn't allow a goal or two. I mean, that's it. Penguins are getting one, maximum two tonight. So they have to win a game 2-1, which I don't think they do. Interesting. Okay. So speaking of totals, Colorado and Nashville. Mm-hmm. We have a 7-2, to 2-1, 7-3 final mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. Game four, closeout game. Zigzagging to an under six and a half bet tonight. No, you like the over. <laughs> yeah. So, do you like close? Do you like overs in closeout for hockey, or do you like unders? This is a big debate because they pull the goaltender more likely early if they're down. It doesn't matter, so they'll pull the goalie early. They're doing it now. I know, but like when you're about to be eliminated, they'll pull them with like five minutes to go. Right. They'll just pull them. That's. I mean, that's that's been the mo for so many teams. Like they're pulling a goalie four and a half minutes ago, down a goal. Well, but game two was it? Game two was two one. So you get Nashville's best defensive effort. You get Nashville's best game. No, three two final. That's you got that in game two. I don't think they can match that again. 
Okay. When when I saw that, I was like, that's the game. They covered a puck line and probably not going to win a game. So I would only beat Colorado here. Okay. And, oh. uh, what do you do with Calgary? Tonight, down 2-1, backed against the wall. If they lose, what happens? I mean, this well, is real big trouble time for a Flames team that some like to win the cup. Yeah. I can't believe the number. I cannot believe the number. I could not believe the number in game three. And, you know, I was texting uh, with with Gump. We FaceTimed the other night uh, when they won. He was very excited. He's been calling him Texas hockey his whole life. Yeah. Um, I like Texas hockey again. I, I I think I think I think the stars are as good or better than the Flames. No matter where they play the games. This is the line I cannot explain for the day. Like Florida seems a little bit high, down two games to one. The Capitals have their number, and uh they have to win. Okay, the Rangers is close to a pick them. Makes sense. Colorado's an overwhelming favorite, but still two. 25, 250. Calgary is down two games to one, has been outplayed arguably the entire series. They're minus 160, minus mm. 156, 55. What what am I watching? I like Dallas. Wow. I do. To win tonight. Win tonight. How about that? Yeah. The the pool guy is here, but the dogs aren't going crazy, so that's good. Oh. <laughs> Dogs are listening to the show. <laughs> they, they, they were just barking loudly and they got quiet. So I was like, because I heard a clanging and I looked, I was, that's what I was doing. I was paying attention. I'm going, who the hell's my backyard? I was mm. the pool guy. There's so much crap in my backyard right now for the last oh. four days. So when the got, pool didn't get up and blow away. It got so bad. I was, I was tweeting at one of the meteorologists here in town. And I was like, can you please tell me what the hell is going on? Just make it stop. Yesterday was the worst of all of them. We had 65 mile per hour wind gusts yesterday. It was insane. My eyes still hurt. They're killing me. It's it's been brutal. I mean, I it, it's it's our windy season. Seconds. I I get it, but like all the flights are getting delayed. Like you can't fly in this weather. You can't. I mean, uh-uh. we dudes were going golfing yesterday. I was like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> They're hitting three woods into the wind. It was 200 yards. Like you just the ball can't go anywhere. Like forget it. Like. Hitting nine irons downwind going 180 yards. It's ridiculous playing yeah. golf in this right now. That's wasn't a good idea. I can no, tell you that. I would have been like idea. second or third hole, but all right, we're done with this. Just forget that. Come on. Awful. Come on. All right. Time for another installment of Ask the Book. Okay. This is actually a me question. I'm asking you this because I want to go over this. Oh. So I want to talk about baseball for a second. So the Cincinnati Reds are the best team to bet against on the run line. Damn right. They are are just God awful bad. Worst team in baseball. Brandon Woodruff's going today for the Brewers. Three and one, 5.18 ERA has given up 21 hits, 31 Ks, couple of bombs. The Reds have lost to the Brewers. Six, three, 18 to four and 10 to five. That happened at the series before last where the Reds took on the Pittsburgh Pirates, where they took two of three from the Pittsburgh Pirates. 9-2, lost 8-5, and then won 7-3. Total for this game is 7.5. Why? Because Luis Castillo is making his debut start today for the Reds. 
all-star pitcher last year was actually outstanding last year for the Reds has been really good in his three rehab starts has been throwing the baseball really, really well. So number is seven and a half. So as we go through this one, the Reds are in a hell of a bet on the over. Okay. They, they are a very profitable team betting over the Brewers just come off a domination of these same uh, Reds, but the books aren't giving you an indication. They're giving you plus money on this plus one Oh eight at FanDuel at minus one and a half for the Brewers on the run line. The unders juiced to minus one twenty here on this team total for the Brewers is four and a half. What's the bet in this game? Because I thought four different ways of making this. I said, okay, bet the over seven and a half. It's like, yeah, bet the run line at plus, at plus money. But why am I getting plus money? That seems to be like a four three final or a three two final, <laughs> right? If the number's four and a half. And it's set at it's set at seven and a half. Right. If we clear and get the team total over of five, the books are saying it's going to be a five-three final. So the game goes over and the run line hits. So do you bet all three, or do you bet nothing? I think if you like the Milwaukee side, which how could you not? You have to bet the run line. Take the plus take- money. The Reds haven't won consecutive games this season. Correct. And they won their last game. So they're going to lose. I mean, <laughs> if things hold hold true. Okay. The guy making his first start off of uh, the rehab, a proven veteran. I don't All-star. like those. Yeah. Really? I, I, don't I, don't, like I don't like betting him today. I like him betting him the second game. Okay. Back. Like betting against him today. Always have. Um, total being seven or seven and a half is that's 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 a little worrisome, right? Yeah, I I, I mean Milwaukee run line and over would be Reds and under. I don't like that side at all. I don't know. First five under. If you want to get into that, you want something else to think about. I mean, first five under could could work. I I just it's 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 Milwaukee or nothing for me until proven that either Cincinnati or the Pirates are going to beat Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee against either one of those teams. I just think I I would just stay take the plus take the take the bet them on the run line, right? I'm concerned about this game going under. I'm concerned about like a three nothing final. Three nothing Brewers is good, right? That's that that's my. It's just it's weird. It's it's a night game. Milwaukee's minus one sixty on the on the money line, plus one hundred eight on the run line. I feel more confident that the Reds lose the game and that there is a I mean as you have you talked about there's a ninth inning guaranteed to be batting oh. for the Brewers. So and the likelihood of a bunk picture coming in for the Reds in the ninth <laughs> is pretty good. 
So you, if it's a three, two game going into the ninth and you got, you know, a triple a batting practice pitcher coming in, someone's going to go yard. You win four, two and you cover. Did you see what happened in ninth inning yesterday or a couple of these games? Who? Florida no. uh, had a two, nothing lead, blew it three, two final yeah. lost. The angels came back from six, four in the ninth to the nationals win seven, six. Shohei Otani looked like he won a World Series. So excited. <laughs> Slid in the home plate for the game-winning run. You know, the juice was there. He was excited. So the ninth, eighth and ninth innings, it's, it's enough tough. to give you. It's enough to give you Ajita. I mean, and, and so if you want if you want to bet the Brewers on a run line and yeah. sweat it out. Um, or not. They won 18 to 6 the other day. So, <laughs> like. This will be their first three-game losing streak of the season if they lose tonight. Uh, there's a good stat, too. Yeah, I think yeah. the Brewers on the run line is, is how I'll, I'll end up betting it for, for yeah. sure. But I like of all the bets we've talked about, Florida on the money line is the bet I like the most. That's That will be an ad once the show is over. I'll bet the, it. The hockey Florida? Yeah. Panthers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panthers money line will be an ad for me. That's I didn't realize they were down 2-1. That's yeah, a, down 2-1. That's a zigzag bet backed against the wall. You can't go down three games to one if you want your cup aspirations. Can't but see, that. like them down three games to one at home for game five. Okay. That might be the time to bet them to win this series. That, yeah, okay. Like, I, can see that. I mean, if yep. you could bet them today if you think they're going to win game four, but if they get down in game, if they lose game four, they're down 3 1 with two games at home. They win game five. It's cut in half. They win game six. We're back to the original series price. So you'll have all kinds of options if you do that. All right. Wages.com has a story out today for our story of the day that I want to get your take on. And this is an opinion piece that's on okay. wagers.com that you guys can go read on the front page of wagers.com. They are advocating for the national age to bet legally be dropped to 18. How would you Who feel about that? it's an article on wagers.com? Oh handle. my goodness, you gotta go read that. I'm gonna go read it as soon as the show is over. Lower the sports gambling age to 18. That's it. It's a well-written piece. It's 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 breaking it down as to why it should be 18 and why gambling should be allowed. The 21-year-old age limit is for drinking, it's not for gambling. It wasn't made for gambling, it was made for drinking. And you got 18 year olds with cigarettes and 18 year olds with tobacco. And there's other things that say you have to be 18 to, to, to vote and do these different things and drive, you know, 18 kind of enlist in the military. And people for a long time said, if I can die for my country, I should be able to have a damn drink. Just think if I can die for my country, can I make a damn bet? Yeah. I got two words for you. Horrible idea. <laughs> I agree with Pharaoh. I agree. That's a terrible idea. I have an 18 year old. That's a bad idea. Why is it a bad idea? We did, I mean, on its surface, you're just against it because you're worried about it or because you think there's a logical argument to say that I can buy a pack of cigarettes, but I can't place a sports bet. There's a there's a line in the TV show Breaking Bad, and you know, it's about drugs, and it says, get them while, you, get them while they're young and you'll have them for life. Correct. And I feel that that's the vibe well, I get from this. It's you're going to hook them it's when a, they're young. And, but are they doing it anyway? I, I don't know. It just are they it, betting it offshore matter. anyway? I mean, like, dude, I'm I'm in my 30s and I'm still an idiot better. If I was 18 and allowed to do it, ugh. 
fair. That's my but. opinion. I I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I just as the dad of an eighteen year old, okay, and around all these other eighteen year olds, I don't want them doing it. Like I, I mean, you know, because like I'm I'm Coach Dave. I'm the cool dad. Sometimes I'm like, hey, Coach right. Dave, what should I talk about, or what what should I bet, or what's going to win, or this and that. They'll blindly listen to people in the space on social media. They'll blindly listen to shows, like blindly. Right. It's but is there that big of a difference between an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old? Yes. Think okay. about the think about the time you grew up. You were I definitely think, different at 18 and 21. I don't think I was that different, 18 and 21. Really? Freshman year to senior year in college in terms of like my oh. responsibility? No, I was doing the same things. I was doing the same like i didn't change i changed my maturity level changed in other aspects became more independent i became more driven i became more focused i learned how to do things properly but like if someone came to me and was like i was betting as an 18 year old i was betting as a 21 year old i was just i was betting on my, as 18 i was betting with this kid who had a bookie in worcester and he ran numbers for him in worcester and so every tuesday he'd come and collect and then when I was 21, I was betting with a bookie on campus. They just moved the they just moved the, the organization on campus, and I was just betting with him on campus. So there wasn't that big of a, a difference between what I was doing and who I was betting with. I was a moron at 18. I'm a moron at 21. I don't know. I I I saw I, <laughs> I saw so many idiots, if you want to use the word, irresponsible. I mean, half of my fraternity brothers terrible gamblers terrible i just think well socal degen says the age of gambling should be 24 Whew, 24 yeah it's like rent, it's like renting a car you know i think you got to be like 25 or something like yep that. correct it's right. a car you have right. 25 right like can you i mean are they saying you can bet sports but you can't gamble in a casino so if you're 18 you can go in the sports book but you can't go to play a table game or something or is it online only i think it just opens up a whole shit can of worms that nobody really wants to deal with other than how old were you exactly with the first, what pharaoh said how old were you the, the first time you placed a bet in a casino legally or illegally how old was i when i placed a bet in a casino yeah like first table game you played 21 yeah, you weren't even eight. allowed to stop walking in a casino when you were. Yeah, because I, I was I was eighteen. Atlantic City didn't do jack shit. I walked right into Caesar's Palace and walked right to the table and started gambling. Eighteen, no check. Zip, right really? there. Bet the whole night. Yep. Bet the whole night. So they don't give a flip. They don't care. No one's carding shit, especially AC, because AC in the late nineties was dying. It's oh it was, yeah, no, they, that they was needed, different. But I mean, they need the money. Period. I walk right off the boardwalk, right into the casino. Acted like I knew what I was doing. Wore a suit, dressed up, did my hair, looked like anybody else in the place. No one talked a damn word to me. You can't walk in the circa. No, it's a different story. That that that's. But but they're taking the licenses for a totally different reason. I love that. By <laughs> so, the way, the, the twenty the twenty one up and only casinos. Cortez yes. is going to that. I, I love that. Yeah, I mean that's the way it is elsewhere. I mean, like in Pittsburgh, you can't walk into the casino unless you're twenty one. Love it. You can't go to eat. You can't go to do nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, in West Virginia, even I went, we were back in the summer last summer 
And I took the kids to the casino where I was the director just to show them. And I remember you can't even, we got there. You can't even walk inside. I just wanted to show them where the sports book was because it's a country music bar. It's not really a sports book. And I want, because I've been explaining it to them. So I went in and took pictures and went out to the parking lot and showed them. So, I mean, the, the paragraph at the end is this, it says, overall, we are making a pragmatic argument. People are going to gamble between the ages of 18 to 21, no matter what. Yes. There's no real way to stop it. And no one is deterred by the current age requirements. Arresting, arresting 19 year olds for placing sports bets is simply not possible nor desirable. Instead, legislatures should lower the age to 18 to encourage responsible gambling and a dip into the offshore marketplace, because if we can't repeat this enough, it's going to happen anyway. Disagree? No, the ones that are going to gamble are gambling anyway. I mean, like, right. you know. But you could do it legally and you could police it and you could watch it. You could be, it's our whole, it's, a, it's our whole entire argument for legalization. That's not protection. what they're doing. They're not protecting anybody. They're emailing these kids every week. Hey. Right. So they're doing it offshore. Anymore. They're doing it offshore. So the kids are, the kids are gambling. They're doing it offshore. So why not make it legal and take that money onshore and be able to police it and protect it? They're not policing and protecting anything. They're taking, they want the business. They're not doing it out of, of the course they want the, but they, it was shut down the, but they're doing it Well, the point is they're doing it anyway. This is the whole point with can with cannabis. People are doing it anyway. So why don't allow them to do it in a safe way where it's legal and it's policed and it's controlled and you can actually have, you know, you, we know what the kids are doing. We can watch the accounts and we know what they're betting on. We can watch what they're doing. So if there's problems, we can throw up a flag. It's a terrible idea. I don't think it is. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I, I, I've, been, I've been a big advocate for a long time that 18 should be pretty much the age of almost everything. Alcohol is a, we made up these names, these ages. We literally made them up. Oh, I was so Cal DJ. It should be higher. Yeah, I just think you just said you were an idiot at 18. You were Max says 21. The, they're leading the leading sheep to the slaughter. They're doing that to 25 year olds, too, by the way. They're doing that to the 30 year olds. Like just because they're 18, we, we think that they're idiots and fine. We can look back at how young we were and how stupid we all were, but we ask 18 year olds to do a whole lot, like elect the most powerful person on the planet. I mean, uh, to the guy who's got the nuke codes are picked by 18 year olds. I, I think the reason that Peralt has an edge here is because, you know, he is a professor at a college, so he does have more exposure to young people. And realizes that younger, yeah, but they're idiots could, too. Younger yeah, but they're stupid. I mean, are, I, are more mature, maybe than maybe. I'm not justifying. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not justifying that 18 year olds are not going to get into massive trouble. Like I, I do think they're in massive trouble. But 21 year olds get into massive trouble. 25 year olds get into massive trouble. Like they're doing it anyway. Kids getting in trouble are kids getting in trouble, and we just we have arbitrarily made up these ages as to when you're actually considered to be legally able or smart enough to handle the responsibility to do something. And I just don't think, I think 21 is a made up age. 18 is a made up age. And we just, we classified that you can go to war, fight for your country and vote for the president at 18. Everything should be legalized. Then those are some of the biggest responsibilities you can give a kid. They can drive a car at 16 and a half, but they can't place a five buck bet. Like, you can, I think you can, that? I think you can gamble uh, like a, buy a lottery ticket. I think you could be 18. Depends on the state, but correct. Depends on the state. Yeah. You can buy scratchies are eighteen and mess. And at eighteen, you can you can buy scratch tickets when you're eighteen. Another mess. bad idea. Yeah, but it's it's yeah, but you can buy a pack of cigarettes, which is a bad idea too. At eighteen, you buy dip at eighteen, which is a bad idea too. A lot yeah, of bad definitely. ideas. 
but we let them do it. So you can't arbitrarily say this is bad and this is not. Like that's my problem with it. Like you can't. Well, it's ha- already established at twenty-one, so I think changing it's established that. based upon the. But it's only twenty-one because they decided to arbitrarily put that age in. And if you don't have twenty-one as your legal drinking age, they don't give you money for your highways. The federal government will withhold your money right. if your drinking age is eighteen, which the states did pass eighteen as a drinking age, and they said, "Well, you keep on doing that. We're not going to fund you for your highways. We're not going to pay for it." It's in the law that states you must have a drinking age of twenty-one, which is also wow. another arbitrarily created age that we just said okay it's 21 because i was an idiot at 21 (laughs) i can tell you right now i was a stupid idiot 21 but i was also a stupid idiot at 18 so i i just think we we have we have i i would i would vote yes if i was given a vote as this i would vote yes knowing full damn well the problems that was going to be created same reason why i was voting yes for cannabis legalization and voting yes for sports betting legalization it's the same thing i I will i will bet that all of this will change as Maddie gets closer to 18. I disagree with you. It would, I, I am a pragmatic, fundamental person on a lot of these things. I do not think I will change in the in the least through this. Even if my kid gets hooked on something, I will say, look, I want adults to do adult things. It's been, my, been a calling card for me forever. Let adults do adult things. The definition of adult is a debate. When are you an adult? And I think it matters for a variety of people. I don't think so I was you just actually. Said it's okay to be 18 and be an adult. Yeah, that's because that's, we've decided that as a society. That's the debate. Yeah. The debate you, is when do you become an adult? Yes. Yes. That, that's the debate. Yes. And we've decided that if you can kill another person for a cut for a country for a government, put a rifle in your hand and send you to war at 18, everything else is good. Well, you're indispensable at 18. Okay, but if we're going to say in that regard, if we're going to say you can sign your life to the government to be sent anywhere in the world to go and kill in the name of our country, that I'm not going to be allowed to place a bet on the Celtics is idiotic to me. And it's always been idiotic to me. Drinking so should, should be allowed. So you should raise the age to get drafted? We can't. We don't have a draft. It's a volunteer army. But yeah, I, I mean, I would say, fine, 21. You want to put so everything at 21? You're using an argument for a draft. Like well, well no, eighteen is okay. not a draft. Eighteen is when you can sign papers to volunteer for the military. So I would put it at twenty-one. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to tell me that the age is twenty-one, that's the that's when you're you're an adult. I want adults to do adult things. The argument is when are you considered an adult? And to me, I think you're, well, you're an adult at eighteen. An adult for different things at different ages. How is that possible though? That that doesn't make any sense to me. How can you arbitrarily dictate when are that's you ready for something? Argument. Well, how can you say you're Who ready for determine? Some kids' parents die when they're 13. They Correct. Be an adult. Yes. But there has to be an age some at some point. Some kids are coddled and taken care of until they're 30 or 35. 100%. Totally how agree. Are, how are they an adult? You're, you're making my point. That's so what I'm saying. What, so you just pick a number. You're picking, and we've picked 18 for the most serious things. You want to make it our, lower. Yes. We've picked 18 to do the most serious things in our country. We, we have picked 18. Yeah. Times have changed. It's, it's, you can't, I mean, they had to pick 18 to go kill somebody. Because, Why? Why couldn't well, it have been 16? They're, they're the most indispensable people, and they're actually, you know, grown physically, most of them. Okay. And they can go. Like, think about how dumb that is. Like, you should I would, definitely I, be Okay, high. I'm not going to make that point, but you've already put that into play, though. You've already set the bar there. So you're making an argument to roll it back, then. You want the age of enrollment to be 21. Of course. Okay. Kids are kids. Like 
you're putting kids, you're fucking kids up forever. Yeah, putting them 100%. in those positions. I would totally agree. Yes. You know, and you tell them you don't give a shit if they come back or not. Agreed. Who gives a shit? We'll I agree. Just, so so since know. our society has already said that, we've already put that number in play. That number is already on the board. Everything else is less than that, in my opinion. Right, is, right, right below involved, right below involvement of 18 is voting. That's we've already said you're 18. You can vote. You can pick who leads the country, which is a huge deal. Most powerful person on the planet. The 18 year old. Think about that. You don't I agree with you. Shit at 18. I would totally you agree. Shit it's every day. It's completely absurd, but we're deciding that that's it. So that's why I think sports betting, you should be 18. You should be allowed. I think you should be 18 to drink, but that's, you know, that I think 18 should be everything. It's, it's 18 should be the law on every you should have access to whatever you want at 18. I'd go the other way. I think it should be 25. That's fine. And okay. And, and you want to go the other way with everything? That's fine. But right now we have arbitrarily thrown numbers at the wall. And this, you get this here, 16 and a half, you get your permit or you're putting the state. Sometimes 16. Which and then is six, crazy. Wait and till then 16, gets that I permit. agree. It is. It's absolutely nuts. Oh. 16 and a half. You can drive by yourself. Why? Just made up the age. <laughs> we just said 16 and a half. You can drive by yourself. Some states said 17. But why? Like, where did that number come from? If I was driving a car at 13, we were taking my friend's mom's car out at 13. We were driving around all over town, 13 you years really old. You were an idiot. My God. <laughs> I was 13. driving around like 13. How could you even reach the pedals? I was six. I was this tall at 14. I stopped growing. I was a tall kid. I played basketball. I told you. I was, I was tall for my age. So I just, I drove, I drove cars around. We just, we drove around my, my friend's mom would go to work. They had two cars. She'd leave the keys. We'd grab the keys. We would drive all over the damn town. Never got pulled over. Wasn't the smartest thing in the world to do, oh, but we, I, I was Holy driving shit. and I was you know, driving around and he was driving, I was driving. And like, we, we, we'd know to go to the store and come back. We wouldn't, we'd obey all the laws, go to the speed limit, stop, complete stop. Like we knew what to do. We've been in cars our whole life. So, I mean, you're growing up in, in a rich white suburb, so it's not like I'm driving down like city streets or anything. I'm driving, you know, there's like one cop every 10 miles. So it's not like we're going to get caught by anything, but that's what we did. So did like, mom when I, know you did that. Of course. She knows now. She knew then she knew now. Oh, like she was, knew then? No, okay. she was furious with us all the time. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, if you get arrested, you're not going to get your license at 16, right? You, you know, if you get pulled over, you're not going to get your license Trouble. at 16. Yeah. But our line was, we're minors. As long as we don't hurt anybody, we're good. So. <laughs> and you want to lower the age. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you like, nuts? I, I knew the law. I, I, at 13, I, mean, I knew the law. I knew what the law was. I knew what the punishment was. I, I could look at it and make a calculated judgment based upon whether or not it was a decision I wanted to make. That's what I've done my whole life. Give me all the information so I can go and make a decision, an informed decision on my own way. And drive. We would take my, we did it for 13, 14, 15 you know, we would go out and it was just like, you know, why can't I drive? I can drive. This is driving a go-kart. Like literally we're driving a damn Volvo. Like we're driving Volvos around. Like these are go-karts. These are like, put the thing in drive and go. There's no, there's no trick to it. There's no like difficult doing it. And we're in a damn Volvo. It's a tank. I ran into something and we were going to be fine. Like we knew that we wore seatbelts and you know. You think Maddie's going to watch the show ever or go yes. back and watch? She's Please, watch. I would love her to. And she can use this against me because I'll have the same conversations with her about all these things. She will be educated and she will understand. She will be an extremely well-versed kid in the law, what is she can and can't do, and when she can and can't do it. So if she ever gets pulled over, ever have problems, you can always have a very logical conversation because cops <laughs> lie to kids all the time. 
And I, we always knew the law and cops hated us at Andover because we're rich white kids who all knew the law. And when they came out and started talking about what we can and cannot do, we'd say, actually, sir, no, that's not true. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And this is before body cameras. So like they get real pissed off and like, uh, sometimes you get a whole mess of trouble. Uh, so like, you know, thank God we didn't have phones back then. Oh my God. I wish I would have been terrible. Oh. The only time I ever wish I had a phone is when I was coming back from a concert, I come back from a 311 in Farside concert. And if the cops had gone in the trunk, I'm 100% arrested. And the cops knew that. So instead, they felt up the two girls that I was with instead of going, instead of going in the trunk. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> they knew they went in the trunk. So if I had a body, if I had a camera, if I had a chance to tape that whole exchange, those cops are getting fired. Straight up but like legitimately molested the two girls that we were with. Oh my Claiming God. they were doing a body search looking for drugs on them. But that was, that's the only time I was like, man, I wish I had a damn, I, I, I was like, why don't we have a camera? Like, this is after Rodney King. We're like, we're, like, do you have a dashboard camera? Like we want to pull that. And then like, we couldn't fight it because if they'd gone in the trunk. We were 18, 19 years old and we were all getting arrested. A beer and liquor and bottles and shit. So we were done. <laughs> we were all going to get arrested. The cops knew that. So. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting time because I'll say this, and this is true. The predatory nature of the sports books, once they have all 50 states or 48 of the 50 states, the next step will be, as Matt said, how do you get the next generation? You lower the age, you drop it to, you drop it to 18. They're doing it now. They're making yeah. it like, you know, with, you can do it for points. You can do this. You can do that with play money and learning how to do it. And it's all right there on your phone. You don't have to call Louis the lip and, right. you know, it's figure right it out. You don't yeah. have to talk to the bad kid in the neighborhood whose dad is a bookie. And, you know, <laughs> why, get, the bad, the wait, wait, why is the bad kid's dad a bookie? Well, the perception, <laughs> it's a bad the connotation, per the perception. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. don't talk to him. His dad is a bookie. But, you know, that's the way it was back in the day. It was all hidden and, you know, right in the shadows, and now it's all my grandpa. Just, yeah, grandpa getting popped. Sears yeah. Tavern, Lawrence, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, I've told you that it's the first time. Sears Tavern, my grandfather got popped for running numbers. That's the first time I knew what bookmaking was. was Grandpa's it, running numbers. Was the hell is running numbers? Was, was grandpa? What does that mean? Was, was grandpa in the mob, Matt? <laughs> grandpa, grandpa de Quattro. We don't know what grandpa de Quattro was. His last grandpa name de was de Quattro. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Grandpa de Quattro. Never mind. That my, that that, that, my, that, that just answered, <laughs> answered itself. Yeah. Okay. Joe de Quattro ran. See, he owned Sears Tavern in Lawrence, Massachusetts. It's where I placed my first bet with him when I was 12 years old. When he was watching me, babysitting me for a day, and my my mom said, "Where did you guys go today?" Grandpa took me to the track. You did what? Went to yeah. the track. What'd you do? Place the bet. <laughs> First time ever placing the bet. And then I would, he would, I would go there after school and there'd be people coming in, guys going in the back, coming in the back, in and out, in and out. And there was a, a shuffleboard table that I would sit in the back and just play shuffleboard with. Mm -hmm. Sawdust everywhere. And like, I would just, I thought it was a super fun thing. And then my mom came to me and said, grandpa got arrested. And I said, what did he get arrested for? Running numbers. What's running numbers? Well, he was taking bets from who? It was friends and blah, blah, blah. Is that a big deal? Didn't know. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, well, you know how grandpa carries a gun? And I'm like, yeah. Like, that's why. I'm like, is that why he carries? He doesn't believe in banks? Yep. My grandfather did not believe in banks at all. Uh -huh. He was a wad of cash, dude. Constant, like, paper so bag. My grandfather would walk around with a paper bag. Inside the paper bag was a nine. 
and a bag of money all the time. Sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds like, like a I lot of have people a, have a beer with. <laughs> sounds oh, like a lot of people was, I know. Oh, my grandfather was, he was a piece. He was an unbelievable man. He was well, so well, fun. Dave, you're from Pittsburgh, dude. That's run, yes. run, run by the Italians, too. So. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I know a lot of those people. Yeah. A lot of those people. That was, that's what, that was, I mean, I was around those people, too, as a kid. When you're around it as a kid, it becomes more normal. And yeah, it still wasn't normal. The idea of my grandfather getting arrested was absolutely stunning. Well, that's shocking. not normal. Yeah, I was like, wait, but, what? Is he going? To, I was like, is grandpa going to jail? And they're like, no, but he's going to have to really do a lot of community service and change. He's not going to be able to run the book anymore. And he can't, he can't take sports bets anymore. Like, I, I just wish, like, I always laugh because what when I'm in right now, my grandfather would be the happiest. He'd be like a pig and shit. Oh. He'd, be, he'd be the happiest. He would be absolutely in static. He loved me anyway because I was in radio and he thought it was like the coolest thing when he put on the radio and hear his grandchild. He was like, fuck you. I love right. that. First time he ever heard me was on WCAP in Lowell, Massachusetts. And I was doing some freelance work for them. And he, he called my mom and like, I'm listening to your son on the radio on my car right now. This is the coolest thing that's ever happened. You So like yeah. me doing sports betting content. Holy mother of God. My grandpa was up there somewhere, like going, like that's my grandson. Yeah, that's my grandson. Absolutely, that's 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 he's true because it. he's had those conversations. And you've been around it so long, so you can you can do it and be entertaining, but knowledgeable. Yeah, this is it's been fun. They want to do it, but I don't think they can do it right now. Like trying to get this yeah. age lower, I don't think it's ever. I don't think it's ever going to happen. It'll be a hard fight. I'll say that. It's going to be a hard fight. Some states maybe, but it's going to be a hard, hard fight. All right, bet prep prop of the day. We're going to your team here. Sid the kid. Over two and a half shots at minus 150 for Crosby tonight against the Rangers. Sid's been very active here in this series. Been very good in this series. How do you feel about Crosby over two and a half shots tonight? What? I have to bet that yes. What's he agree. been averaging? Three? Uh, he's been averaging. Hold on. Let me make sure that. I'm surprised that this number. It's not three. Um, the number is. I got too many. There it is. Okay. Uh, Crosby recorded three or more shots on goal in all three of the games in this series. Right. Seven, seven of his last seven when his team is the underdog, averaging 4.3 shots a game. Nine of his last nine after his team has won a game, averaging 4.1. That's average no four good. shots a game. I don't, I don't understand the number. It should be higher. I don't understand. Why. That's fine. But I mean, little extra juice on a number that should be three or higher. It's I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get three shots. Oh, cool. He should yeah. likely get four. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm just it's Crosby. Pucks in the stick all the time. He plays the power play. He kills penalties. He's on the ice a lot. I mean, he's but he's like you said, he's looking to score as much as he's looking to pass right now. Teams on his shoulders. I I can't believe the number's not three. Mm, I would agree. All right, time for better to book it. Brought to you by Fliff. Go to getfliff.com. Enter the promo code Fliff. for a twenty-five dollar deposit bonus here. Going to the NBA tonight. Hey, we've officially right. made it. We have a bot chat bot in our chat. Oh, no. Tinder XYZ, adult dating. I don't know how. We, oh, gosh, that's bad. Because I don't know who has the actual control to boot people out. 
Oh yeah, we got the adult dating bot. Wow. Yeah. How about that? I'm pretty sure. We're so bots active now in the chat. Bots everywhere. What? I said I'm pretty sure I can boot. Do we have booting? You can boot him? Okay. I was like, I don't know if we I don't think I have booting power on the on the app at the moment. Uh, let's find out. But uh but hey. Mikey Awesome said I reported it several times. Thank you, Mikey. I appreciate that. Nice <laughs> yeah, right. Mikey awesome, <laughs> Mike, Mikey awesome signed up for Tinder. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going after with us. All right. Better to book your body by Fliff. Under 212 and a half. Celtics in the Bucks. The Bucks last eight games have all gone under. I'm betting the streak until this throws me off. I'm betting the under because I think this is a 105-100 type final, just like every other game of this series has been. 3-0 in this series. Betting or booking under 212 and a half Celtics Bucks. Ride it. Bet it. I mean, books are stubborn. Move the number. They won't move the number. It was 211, by the way. It was 211 last game. It went up a point. The hell? I was like, uh, okay. Bet under 211 and a half last game. I'm betting under 212 and a half this game. Just, yeah. It's it, waiting it's for a, that over. It's yeah, fine. With it. Memphis plus 10 and a half. They were 20 and five straight up. They get Dylan Brooks back. No John Morant. They may not win the game outright, but I think they're going to be closer than game three. Too heavy. 10 and a half. Betting it or booking it? Betting it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's, It's. I mean, you got to go to double digits to get the Memphis money. Well, they got it with you. They got it with me. Like, there's the, I, I'm good. I, I, I think you bet this. You have a nice position pregame that you can work off of. I mean, for people who listen to the show for since we started, been listening to me talk for 50 years, I want to take the points when I think the dog is a shot to win the game. Right. I don't know how much of a shot that Memphis has to win the game, but I think they, they can. It's not like they have no shot, but 10's too many. That's the, that's the point of entry. I think 10 and a half. By the way, um, an offshore just released Canelo. Uh, Bivol two. We know the date, or the oh, and just if it happens, if it happens. Holy, sh- what? Canelo's plus one sixty. No way. Looking at it right now, Dimitri Bivol is minus two hundred. <laughs> this. It is. I'm reading this email. They've flipped it. Of our, the, this offshore has already released the rematch. The dog has been flipped. Early betters have pushed the betting line even higher. They opened up at Bivol minus 165 with Alvarez at plus 135. It's now Dimitri Bivol minus 200 with Alvarez plus 160. Well, they saw what you saw. Damn. That's Canelo gigantic. is a two to one dog. Now what do the bad guys do? Has Canelo ever been a dog other than the ga- uh, fight against Mayweather? I don't think so because he drew the first fight against Triple G. I think he was minus two fifty, and he was a draw. The rematch, I think he was minus three hundred. No way. I mean, I don't know when the last time he was. I think this is easily the biggest dog he's ever been since Mayweather. I mean, two to one is. Wow. <laughs> Plus 160. Wow. They want money. So, they must want some Canelo money. 
Now that's an offshore. Now, what will the onshores come up with? But we'll see what the U.S. regulated books put up. But that's an offshore. Which, uh, what place do you know? We don't talk about who they are in this show. Come on. Oh, now. okay. We, we, right. We're not allowed to mention these things. We do. Gotcha. We just call them the offshores. They're all one big conglomerate of a book. But you okay. know the book. You know okay. who I'm talking about. All right. It's it's not some tiny little book. It's a book with a big enough operation that they email me every day. Gotcha. <laughs> I know who it is. Okay. So, and they've got. Wow. They opened it immediate steam from 165 to minus 200 for Bibble <sighs> on the rematch. Ooh. That's remarkable. Uh, one more game. I'm going Tigers A's, two of the most profitable under teams here in Major League Baseball. Mm. Neither offense does anything right now. Tigers have just been bad. Under seven Tigers and the A's. Betting in or booking it. Blackburn against Pineda. Man, Blackburn's been good. Three and zero, two point two two ERA. Pineda one and one, three point seven seven ERA. Nine losses in a row for Oakland. Five losses in a row for the Tigers. <laughs> I was gonna say who has the longer losing streak? They both suck, um, and they can't score. And the games to pick them. Wow. Bet it. This is one where you just bet the under. You just, just, just keep going. I mean, it's so hard. Like, look at the. American League totals now. It doesn't matter. They're American all League crazy. Nationals. Seven, seven and a half. Seven, seven, six and a half. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's like hockey, five and a half and sixes. It's crazy. Right. And I mean. Every game. Like, look at Texas and the Yankees right now today. is zero, zero in the sixth. <laughs> it's just. It's like, what's offense? And, 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 and it's six to one. Amazingly, in the ninth, it's six to one Baltimore with the total at seven and a half. Are they so starting Baltimore. to hit the Orioles? Yes. They are. Bad teams, too. They're beating up bad teams. Right. Uh, I think we got to bet this under okay. seven. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Other than you basking in the post-derby glow. Mm, that is pretty fun. It's been a blast actually telling <laughs> the story and just talking oh, yeah. about it and stuff. But over the weekend, that wasn't even the best story that I heard. What? Listen to this. Okay. Jessica's sister, Tina is a head of nursing now she grew up here okay she, well she grew up in pittsburgh moved here early with okay. her mom while jess's dad stayed in pittsburgh and just stayed in pittsburgh and then she did a lot of things at 18 a very young age and, and stuff and then ended up getting her degree in nursing later as an adult she's got five kids she's divorced she lives okay. in south carolina Okay. She took these kids, we helped them pack up, and they drove across the country. And wow. She's been there trying to, you know, raise these kids and do all this stuff and working a lot. So I got all these, I got one niece and four nephews, and they're nuts. They're great. Like, they came the summer before COVID right? and stayed at my house for three weeks. Oh, no, it was, was it during COVID? I don't, I forget, but it was two years ago. Yeah. And stayed at my house for two weeks. It was nuts. I forgot what it was like being in a house with all these kids. So Saturday, I get the call. Jessica says, you're not going to believe this story. Gannon was in a the backyard. They live in a nice little community in South Carolina. And they run around. I mean, and these kids just probably run the whole neighborhood. Their family. She comes in and says, Mama. Um, 
Joe, whatever his name is next door, is laying down. He fell cutting his grass. Like he just fell. He's laying on the ground. She goes over. He ain't breathing. She's like, whoa. Administers CPR on him immediately. Saves his life. How old? The guy's 72 years old. No, how old the person doing CPR? Oh, my sister in Latina is 40. okay. No, so it wasn't one of the kids the, doing CPR. The five year old or the six year old went and got his mother because wow. he saw the neighbor down. Saved his life. She got him CPR, got him to the hospital. He has a blockage in his heart. If the kid, Gannon, doesn't see him, doesn't have the knowledge at six years old to go get mama. Something's wrong with the neighbor. The guy, he must be like, you know, he plays with the kids or he knows the kids or whatever. So, like, they know who he is. He goes and gets his mother, my sister-in-law. She goes, pumps his chest, blows air in his mouth, resuscitates him, gets him to the hospital. They check him. He's got a blockage. He's going to have heart surgery to keep him alive. Because he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made it. He none of it would have happened. Wow. And I was like, wow. Like she told me that at the field, and I got goosebumps. I'm like, wait a second. Gannon and Smart Tina kid. are this guy's angels. Like it wasn't his time. He happened to be at home playing, right. knows enough to go get his mom, who's a nurse. And knows CPR and how to do it. She's the only person in the world at the time that could have saved him. In that area, right? Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Nobody else was home. And That's I was amazing. Like, I was like, uh, I mean, these crazy things happen, right? And and like, I mean, I told Kenny, you know, the, the kid at Uniform Sports, I kind of told him the story about watching the show. We're gonna get him yeah. a hat. And I told Joe from from Dana Point, he told me to bet the bucks and and all that. But, like, you hear these stories and you just know there's something else operating in this world. I got tapped on the shoulder and said, go back in there and <laughs> bet that bet that bet and put all on the top. I didn't. I never did it before in my life. Right. Ever. I'm wow. 51. I bet the <laughs> Derby probably for, I mean, I was under 18. The years. First time I there you the go. Yeah. We do a lot of the same people. Listen, See? So I've done it before I was 18. But I knew what I was doing, and I had people tell me, don't do that too much. You know, so, but yeah, that was story. You know, that uh, another one that just gives you that kind of like, oh, man, it's going to be okay. Because, I mean, literally that kid, Gannon, saved that guy's life by getting his mother, who was there and able to do CPR. Like, I'm CPR certified. Mm. But having to do it in that, like, oh, my God, this moment. guy's not breathing moment, moment Oof. that's a different thing. And she even said it. She's like, I've done it on dummies my whole life. Like, I'm trained. On... I've never done. It's the first time yeah. she ever did it on a person. Oof. A dying so, person. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like a practice, like a dying person. That no. You put the, put not the breathing, not into, moving. Yeah. Let's put it into a place. Um, mine is not nearly as significant as yours, but. Uh, today is final podcast submission day for my class at UNLV. Oh boy. So my email is going like, 
crazy because they have the tone. So I, I have 18 podcasts coming in. This is this is a very difficult week for me because of how much work I give myself. So grades are due a week from today. So okay. I have to listen to and grade 18 podcasts that come in. So I get to see the work. I get to see the improvement. I get to see, did they take it seriously? How did they cultivate it? How did they design it? How did they do with, with their interview? How was it put together? What's the presentation? Was it sound like, look like, feel like everything? So it's it's really an interesting day, interesting week for me because it's a fourth of their grade. It's a big part of their grade to come in and do it. And this class, every class is different. And, I, and I'm learning that as a teacher where like you have to kind of guide the class differently based upon who is in the class. Yeah. So this is sort of a different, I normally, this is my fourth semester teaching the class. Normally I've got at least two or three guys in there that are like gung ho sports, gambling, sports, broadcasting, sports, sports, sports people. And so like, I can look at them and kind of like, we can have like conversations because they know what I'm doing. This class had zero. They had one kid who thought about doing play by play, but most of them wanted to do like entertainment or news or mm -hmm anchoring on tv and like or entertainment reporters like on tv so like things that i had to like oh, okay so they're not going to gravitate towards the same things that i've gravitated for towards in the past so i'm very curious to see um what their topics are because i literally they can pick whatever topic they want and interview whoever they want and do it it's a total blank canvas for them to go for some kids they run with that other kids that's like a complete mountain that they don't want so climb. you don't know what you're getting right now like they didn't have to submit i'm doing this with this person nope entirely oh. up to them to design the point of it is oh. i care about what you are sounding like not what you're talking about so my job is not content my okay. job is competency so oh. the topic doesn't really matter to me as long as the topic is not controversial and it's not something that's going to get anybody in trouble like you can't do you know, you can't say things, you can't do a racist type of thing or a right. sexist type of thing. Like you have to, you can be right. provocative, but you can't be, you know, I, we're putting this on a website that goes out. That's part of the university. It's like, it Oh, okay. So like I bought it actually, well, like technically it's my way. It's their SoundCloud account and it's my website. So journalism, 213.com. Well, is the site. So okay. last, last semester's classes, all their podcasts are up from last semester. It'll all be replaced by this class's, I always, I grade them and then I try during the summer to get it up within a month of the class being over because it's so much work to load all of these podcasts onto a single <laughs> website. But today's, today's fun. So I've already got 10 emails sitting from the kids and they've got two and a half hours to submit. And I am a bastard about the time. It's 10 points every 10 minutes. You're late. Ooh. You better tell me why you're late and you need permission from me to tell you why you're late. Because in radio, if you're late, you're in deep you're shit. <laughs> so I hold them. This is like the one thing where I'm like hard time, two thirty time stamped email. If it's not, you're in deep trouble. So, all right. Good show today. That was, that was a lot of fun today. Excellent good storytelling. Good show. Good fun. If you guys have not gone to Apple Leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, listen to it. Last week was our most listened to week ever. Fantastic brigade. For, for the Bostonian versus the book. It was our most watched week live and in post on YouTube, which is Ooh. very, very cool. 
It's a great week to have that leading into an announcement that will happen this week that we're very proud of that we're going to bring that you guys have helped us get to. So we are super happy and really thankful for all you guys who give us our time every single week, every single day. Listen, interacting, Twitter, podcasting, whatever you guys are doing, very much a huge thank you. He is Dave. I'm Matt. We are back tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book.